Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. so hard when, when I hear that. Oh, I can't wait to hear it later tonight too after the show and we uh Whoa, now that I uh, now that uh, 
uh, Dangerous Gate has dropped. Don't forget, we have seven days. Yeah. We have Dragon Gate Network got a week. <laughs> so after you hear our preview at some point during the show, don't yeah, forget. Alex, you got a week. If you miss, <laughs> I'm excited though, man. It's it's the buildup. The the core can show before that when they did that battle royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, people didn't see it. It was one of the the best like buildups because it continues to put over. The, the the whole storyline of Big R Shimizu and it, it just got Ooh, it so very yeah. nice. Oh, it's very something face turn for him? Uh, but don't tell me. I'm 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 just I've got I gotta watch it. I'm bummed I missed the uh, the little tournament there, but uh prior to that, but uh yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch Dangerous Gate. Wrestling tomorrow. Since I'm oh, all you know emmied out, my TV's out of the system, Shits Creek swept uh unprecedentedly uh last night as uh Literally finished the final uh, season, wiped the tears from my eyes, turned on the Emmys as the first award is presented, and of course Catherine O'Hara starting, uh, starting off the wonderful sweep by again a great show, Shit's Creek. Ryan, have you watched it, sir? Um, I know it used to cut, I always preview when I would watch Impact, and it uh, had Eugene Levy in it. Yeah, and I know um, it was a minus 500 to win uh, Best Comedy last night because I had a nice parlay going in. Wow. With, uh, that the uh, Lakers cost me. Not because they could, not because they didn't, or not because they won, but because they didn't cover. But it was, mm. yeah, it was a $50 parlay, 18 would have paid 6 k And we were wow. riding pretty good. And I was like, should I add Shit's Creek on here for um, uh, a random prop bet? Yeah, just just a random prop because they had Emmys on uh, my bookie. <laughs> so I, I was like, yeah, they must be the favorite. Wow, so. I need to get on that on a uh, award season now. That's totally my game. Hell, I want a 27 inch uh, Mitsubishi TV as well as a VCR circa 1995 in my town. Guess the Oscars contest. I was 11 years old. I came to my junior high, got me pulled out of class, and she's like, dude, you won. And I'm like, whoa, what? She's like, I mailed your submission for the contest because I know you know your stuff. And and you won. And it was like this thing. And then they changed the contest to 18 and over next year. That's title. So Levin Alex Mello won himself a VCR guesting the Grammys. <laughs> and a TV. It was like it, when, I, when I saw the bill, it was like a it was like seventeen hundred dollars, circa like I said, nineteen ninety five <laughs> for the heaviest TV, which finally just went out two years ago because I remember I had to lug that some bitch from upstairs all the way to a car to dispose of it finally. Uh, oh my so, god! Yeah. Do you remember that TV I had when I uh, when I was moved into that old house or to my old house, and yes. it was it took like three people to carry. Yes, my God, yes. <laughs> and now it's like you can get a TV that same size where it's like it weighs like four pounds. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> like and that, that thing needed its own custom built like TV stand and whatnot to hold it. <laughs> oh man, good old days on that one. I ha- I would have so, to spend like a hundred and fifty dollars to get a lamp for it every time the lamp went out. <laughs> So if you had to customize a TV stand that's not the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, what would you choose? Oh, one that looks like Forge's face from the old X-Men cartoon first episode. Oh. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> deep. I love it. Screw you, I, Forge. I just still laugh at that. And all the uh, Clipper memes. When, uh, yeah, that, yeah, Morph, not Forge. 
Um, Forge was a character, though, but but I yeah I mean, yeah down Forge and technically Bishop. he was, but I mean the same, but yeah, Morph was just made up jerk. <laughs> the uh, um, there's a, there's a meme that I saw where it's it's uh, Wolverine laying in bed holding his picture, yeah. and the pictures Kawhi, Laurie, and Siakam in their different All Star Game jerseys. <laughs> so a customer of mine, he's he's an amazing gentleman. I believe he's probably in his seventies. We always talk basketball. He coaches some of the youth out here. Uh, wonderful, wonderful dude. And uh, he came in the other day, and I was like, I haven't seen him for a while. And I was like, oh, so what are your thoughts on the playoffs? He's like, man, I don't believe in consp- conspiracy theories, but I'm pretty sure it's rigged. I'm like, how so? He's like, the only team that could have took down the Lakers just got elim- eliminated. Think about that. <laughs> and so I was like, wow. So David Stern's, you know, getting that stuff from the grave, huh? And then he just laughed and walked out. All you got to say is, sir, Clipper's going to clip, man. Clipper's going to clip 50 years. Wow. You've never made a conference finals. You stack the deck. You bring in George and Leonard, and they score zero points in the fourth quarter. Is it the wings? Was the, is it's, that the problem? Oh, Lemon Pepper. I mean, look at look at when this thing started. Like, half, half the, team the team didn't even make it into the bubble. Yeah. Like, they oh, didn't want to go. be there. Someone's being want to kidnapped. Be yeah. And then, and then after the you know the the incident happened, they voted if they wanted to stop. They were like one of the team, the, one of the only teams that said we don't want to play anymore. Like they didn't want to be there. They were looking to go home. And Jamal Murray and Jokic said we'll take care of it for you. Yeah. Clippers gonna clip. That they they did. The table. When 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 the Lakers are having Thanksgiving dinner, the Clippers are sitting at the card table in the in the other room with the kids. Because they don't, they don't eat at the grown-up table. So does any of this fall on Kawhi Leonard? I mean, this this guy's being, you know, poised Hell at yeah. that table. So so Hell it does yeah. fall on his leadership. So when hey, his man. legacy come down the comes down the line, five ten years, he wins maybe two more championships. God willing, I mean, is this just the stain he has? Is this right now? What's the one thing you're going to think about Kawhi Leonard? Rolling that he, uh, rolling that blunt in the car. <laughs> He blew a three-one lead, and, and and let's not forget, you know, we we were supposed to see playoff P. I don't know. I think George and that buzzer beater. That's uh, I'll think of that first, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. That that buzzer beater <laughs> was so gross. I still would like randomly YouTube them, like whoa, that's well, an I mean, ish. That's these destiny. Guys might have got Doc Rivers fired. Think about it. Doc no. Rivers now that he's the only coach in NBA history to blow a three-one lead three times. He's untouchable. We'll see. They got he's not a GM. He, they got him on a GM now. Where's Where's Austin playing? Is he still with the Clippers? Uh, Austin Rivers is on there. Houston, yeah. So he's going to Houston because then Tony's gone. Boom. <laughs> Billy Donovan, then will come over. Him and Harden. Coach. Do you think he gets Harden, Westbrook, and then somehow swings Chris Paul? No, Chris Paul will never go back. I know. I, I'm just kidding about that one. <laughs> was the only player I could think of with, with love for him, but brings and, Allen and, out of retirement. Yeah. And then they'll be like, all right, we got the right thing to do. We're going to win now. And then Giannis will go to Dallas. And they'll go, oh, we're not even the best team. <laughs> oh, my God. That team would be. Giannis wow. Porzingis and Doncic. Just Is saying. he done? I know he unfollowed everyone, but, I mean, he could just be like a 23-year-old. But is he done after winning his second MVP? I, I I just I think I think he he not necessarily it's not Jordan Pippen it's more Shaq and Kobe he just needs another guy that can do it and nothing against Chris Middleton he's you know multiple time All Star but 
he's got to have a star. And if you put him with Doncic, yeah. that's that's disgusting. I just, so it, the I just, conference is that whack? Because is it Middleton like averaging like 25, 26 points a game? Mm-hmm. Like the last two seasons at least? Yeah. So, I mean, well, what does and, that say in the conference? Or how how can't he be a late bloomer? Because it seems like Middleton's been playing for, what, at least five, six seasons. Yeah, I think he's like 28, 29. And I know the, the, the ownership said they're going to spend money to, to prove to him that they're trying to win a title. And to be Middle fair, LeBron didn't win his first title till 27. Giannis is like 25, 26. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. I think he's getting a little bit too much slack or too much flack, but I just, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, dad, think about going to play with Porzingis and Doncic, man. I'm just saying. I oh, mean, Cuban can throw anything. With? He'll pay for any, you know, contract disruptions or, you know, talks <laughs> or anything like that. He'll pay any fine, I'm sure. Yeah. To get a talent like that. With, uh, what if he goes and plays with Butler and Bam? Ooh, oh my gosh. Him and, <laughs> oh my, yeah, stop. Uh-huh. South Beach, Pat Riley, mm-hmm. who, why not? They both have Dwayne Wade's, Dwayne Wade's blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Looking I think, cray. I, I, I wrote that article. We used to have that website. The, in February that said, don't be mad at me when Durant goes to the Warriors. When, I, when yeah. and nobody thought that was a thing. I have the same feeling about like the Dallas website. and Miami for him. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the website. Shout out to Hagberg writing his NFL lineman reports like he's Chris Ransom. Whoa. <laughs> That's a throwback. <laughs> it's a throwback. Um, speaking does, of throwbacks. Does, does LeBron deserve to be pissed for not winning MVP? Yeah, but he's got to realize it's Nash should have never won that one over Kobe. Barkley, yeah, I don't yeah. think should have won that one over Jordan. It's it's a traveling trophy. It's it's the most valuable player to your team. And if you look at it, if you took Giannis and LeBron off those teams, the Lakers would have been better than Milwaukee because they had Anthony Davis. <laughs> so that goes against yeah. them. And you know, Giannis puts up twenty nine and sixteen or whatever he puts up. He only played thirty minutes. People don't realize that he wow. could even play more than thirty minutes. So imagine if he was playing 36, 38 minutes. Yeah, he was so limited. I mean, it was insane how, yeah, that that was micromanaged. But he was like, let me play. Throw him in there. You know, you have the defensive MVP, the number one seed in the East, the best record, and he puts up monster stats, and he's not even playing the equivalent. He's playing two and a half quarters. I think it was deserving. People People don't agree with it, but, I mean, there's a reason why the actual writers voted it. But I get LeBron's case. I mean, yeah. he did it in the West. This is tougher. But. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. What was I going to say? So we got LeBron. We got, oh, speaking of, of Nash, uh, do you think it was white privilege for him to get the, uh, the Nets job? Or just his I relationship mean, with Durant? I, I think it's just uh, two-time MVP privilege where you get to jump the line. Ooh. Like Jason yeah, but he's Kidd all about that, line that football. football. <laughs> he is he, that he is, yeah. But you know, you get if he can if he can calm down Kyrie Irving, it's a perfect coach for him. Oh man, I, I, do you I think, think that's, that's the key? Is he the key point guard? The point guard, like, hey, your talent, you could be this, but mm-hmm. your you know inside you know anger and, and all that, uh, your. I'm not going to go that route, but you're, you know, do you think he could be the way to, to calm his, his Gen Z ass down? His yeah, millennialness. 
it's the same reason that I think um, – and, and his game relates the same. And it's the same reason why I think the Sixers should hire Jason Kidd. Why not have Jason Kidd mentor um, that whole team? Ben Simmons, <laughs> who's yeah. Jason Kidd, or or the Pelicans should do it and have him mentor Lonzo, because it's the same thing. You know, Ooh. get a guy who fits that role and have have him lead the team. I'm I'm sorry, but if I had an opportunity to take Steve Nash or you know one of these other like guys who've been fired for multiple jobs, I'm probably going to take the shot at the fresh guy. The fresh look at Brad Stevens came in and goes, ah, you don't hire college coaches. Boston's, you know, a game away from tying the series to go to the finals. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it's just like football. Look at Sean McVay. Everyone's like, who is this guy? Well, look what he did for the Rams. They went to the Super Bowl in year two. Everyone's like, well, Kyle Kingsbury, the Cardinals are going to be garbage. Well, Kyler Murray's 2-0 right now. Yeah. As the coach. So, you know, it's, it's almost the, the new hip over the old bet. Oh, man. <laughs> what, um... Are the Timberwolves kicking themselves, do you think, for uh, not abiding to what Jimmy Butler was trying to do for the culture with the Timberwolves yeah. and Wiggins? Yeah, he said stop being punks. He took he took four bench players against the five starters and beat them in a five-on-five five and said, yeah. you guys need to grow up and get some heart. And then they all whined about it. <laughs> and now like you, people are going to hate me for saying this, but I'd rather have Bam out of bio than Carl Anthony Towns, I think. Ooh, uh, wow! Because Bam said, "You want me to man up? Great!" And look, he became, yeah. he became one of the best bigs in the game. And now they're two games away from the, the NBA Finals with Butler. Like, I'm not trying to rub it in, or any, I'm, I'm not trying to at all. But I'm I'm seriously asking. Like, didn't the Timberwolves have like what the third worst record with that talent in the Western Conference? Well, when they when the year they had Butler, they actually made the playoffs. Correct. No, what I'm saying this year. This year. Yeah, no, this year they were the second worst. They were the only team other than Golden State and Atlanta and the Knicks to. And they had all their players on Golden State. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Golden State had all those guys injured. And I bet you the Wolves were not much worse than they were. And we had D'Angelo Russell. And I understand not for the whole year, but like, you know, we. We had a way better chance. I'm, I'm going to pull up these standings because I'm curious about this. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves were only were only four games better than Golden State. Oh my God! The Timberwolves the were averaging like 30 a game. Somebody's got to score. God, I hope the Bulls weren't better than them because that's that's sad business. Uh, the Bulls were uh, 22 and 43. Yes, the Bulls were three games better than uh, the Timberwolves. Wow. <laughs> And your guys' best player was like Wenyan Gabriel. Yeah, take that, Zach Levine, you jerk. <laughs> Trying White. to be a star. Uh, <laughs> hey, I like Kobe White. The upside is great for yeah. Kobe White. I'd say. I agree with that. That guy, once he gets matured, and not saying that he isn't, but like his game and he can control, like in two more seasons, my God, watch out. Um, yeah. Before we end this portion of Sportscast Radio, uh, OG edition, Kirk Cousins, what's up? I I don't know. Thoughts? I I don't know. I I as bad as he's been, our O line just continues to be the worst no. thing I've ever yeah. seen in sports. And our secondary, our secondary looks like a bunch of kids running around out there trying to play football. Which the secondary has been, you know, almost, you know. 
part of your Achilles throughout the franchise's history, you know, minus the last decade where the secondary has been one of the better ones mm-hmm. in the league. Um, yeah, it's it's sad to kind of see a falter backwards, especially with the line where it's always has that issue of inconsistency, it oh, seems like. God, especially when the team on paper, God. like the team on paper, every other position, you're like, wow, you guys can go 12 and 4 or 13 and 3. But then, yeah, it's just one of those two areas of, of play or of the team just always hinders the Vikings. It's so like, crazy. Look at this. Look at it this way. The Jacksonville Jaguars scored 27 points and beat the Colts last week. And the Jaguars got rid of every human possible so they could pay <laughs> for Trevor Lawrence. No, so they Meanwhile, can pay for all elite. Re- I mean, yes, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Colts then scored 28 on us, and we only scored 11 on the Colts. What does that say about the Vikings? <laughs> oh my you God! Kept Diggs. I think we're gonna. Ta- I think we're tanking for Trevor. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Give me Trevor Lawrence. The mobile he's quarterback. Like the proto- he's the he's your prototypical quarterback. Like he's the guy. If you built a quarterback, that's who you. That's your quarterback. <laughs> I mean, have you have you seen Trevor Trevor Lawrence? The kid yes. I Clemson. Yeah, yes. I mean, he takes takes off his hair and he's got the long flowing locks and he's tall and he's lean and he's got these long arms and he looks like a, you know, it's the prom king. Like he looks like your prototypical, what a quarterback should be. That's going to be, be a great player. Like he's just, so, just like. He'll fit right into Minneapolis. <laughs> like just, just, yeah, just do it. And then we'll use that cousin salary on something else. And then we have a potentially a quarterback in the future. Because what'll happen is we'll 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 suck and then we'll take like Justin Fields from Ohio State, <laughs> <laughs> or you'll somehow get swindled to the twelfth pick. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. We'll, or you guys we'll, will forget to draft in time, yeah, and then all we'll, of a sudden we'll Mike Tice there. shows up behind you and <laughs> says, "Whoops, <laughs> two years in a row, we were just a little too good." And Jaguars got the number two pick, and then the Vikings will forget to pick number one. And you'll see Tony Khan come in and do like a basement drop kick to Spielman and hand in the card for Trevor Lawrence. And then, then we'll go up. Looks like we'll just take Justin Fields because Ohio State quarterbacks always work. And then, it's like, no. and then you hear a maniacal laugh and all of a sudden you see Ted DiBiase is all elite. <laughs> and then he walks in and Khan walked in. Just bags of money. You're, you're, uh, Spielman's on his way to the counter and he gets hit with a Melcher driver. <laughs> and that's how we transition into WrestleCast radio. Spielman gets B triggered with the envelope and he can't bring it, so then Tony Khan delivers Trevor Lawrence. And the audience he does Trevor the Man Hardy sell as he's crawling, trying to make it to the podium. And, and Trevor Lawrence is waiting with his Vikings cap because he's like the most no no brainer number one pick ever. And then he's like, wait, I'm not going to wear this hat? They're like, no, they forgot to make the pick. <laughs> oh, all right, well, I guess we're going to Jacksonville. And all right. There, KO'd. Oh, man. Then you see Lawrence is all elites. <laughs> <laughs> Got that TNT oh, money. I would Shout be out to so the diplomats. Mad, but I would laugh so hard. I'm like, those sons of bitches. <laughs> 
the the the, the FTR give him, give Spielman like a spike pile driver so he can't get there. <laughs> or, or he's here you go. He's reaching for the envelope and Pentagon grabs it and does that arm breaker spot. And he's oh. like, oh, he can't do it. And then he just looks at him, Cerro Miedo. Yeah, he says those Spanish words I a Hispanic <laughs> male cannot say. <laughs> oh man, this is this is fantastic. Oh, son of a bitch of Mikey, and then and then uh, uh, Paul Allen on K fan <laughs> freaking out like Marl Ronaldo. Oh man, are you <laughs> bummed that Marl's gone, or are you like, all right, your your multiple cultural references, pop cultural references every eight seconds is is a little too much. Look, I loved Marl at first. I think he's fantastic calling boxing and MMA, but when he's doing a three hour wrestling show, by the end of it, I'm like, dude, I'm tired listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I used to love him, but like the last within the last six months, it was or a couple of shows. I was just like, okay, man. When when sadly when Corey Graves did tweet that thing, I was like, oh my god, he's right. It was like a Debbie well, Downer moment. And then like, I mean, it's it's the opening spot of the opener, and he's standing up screaming, and they show like a little camera of him already pushing his chair away. Like, bro, he threw an arm drag. He's twisting his wrist. My God, it's just like... (laughs) This is the same thing that happened when Keith Lee wrestled Dominic Dijakovic back in a ball of 94. (laughs) Bro, it's a... a, They're doing just some chain wrestling. (laughs) Nothing's (laughs) happening. That's my only problem. Reminiscent of tugboats tripping over the the piece of wood. I haven't seen a Vader master since Akeem gave one to Shawn Michaels in the second match at WrestleMania 5 <laughs> when the Twin Towers defeated the Rockers. Like, the twin bro, oh, just, just chill out. <laughs> like, that, I think he's tremendous. Like, if he would just be calm like Mike Tanay was, he'd be fantastic. <laughs> Mike Tanay? Yeah, man, today was awesome. Today's, uh, uh, today's uh, he he's now um, able to be voted for for oh, the non-observer. Of the observer. Never mind. That's why I was so exact. No, I like my <laughs> right. No, for some reason I was thinking of Jeff Harvey. Oh, <laughs> his name is Jeff Harvey Hardy. Do you think? Uh, do you, have you checked the WWE Network to see if the tag team, the Twin Towers, have been scrubbed? Oh, I haven't. Just saying. Never forget, man. Well, I'm just saying because of the whole Akeem, the African dream. Oh, he's a jive soul bro, man. My God, I'm, I'm looking at this and, hey, yeah, total Conrad Thompson. Oh, he was just like him. But, wow, yeah, that is horribly offensive. <laughs> and he was a one-man gang. That's even worse. That's like the <laughs> ultimate swerve. On all his, one man uh, gang was tight too, though. Yeah, like, he was amazing. You're in but... the ring with a guy named the One Man Gang. Like you're gonna get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's and then you see me. that guy, Akeem. And Oof. then they put him with the big boss man just because they're fat guys. Like Hogan <laughs> so has more anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and, hell of a sell. It's just like Oof. the whole thing, like. Like I was listening to a retrospect about Kamala uh, after he died, and the entire year of WrestleMania three, and then mm-hmm. the rest of the next half year 
before WrestleMania four, he did the house show loop for like ten months with it was Hogan and Kamala in the main event. And drew oh. me- and they drew mega money. And then instead of Kamala uh Hogan at WrestleMania, Andre goes in the match and Kamala doesn't even get booked for Mania. And then after Mania, they go back to doing Hogan Kamala because it's drawing so much money. And Andre didn't want to work the house show loops. Interesting. Like how, I, I would have pissed if I was Kamala. Fuck yeah. I, I, I mean, heck yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, time. I, I bet you if, if Andre wasn't there and got hurt, it probably would have just been Kamala because it would have made sense. It would have been the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because Andre didn't want to work the house salute, they had to do something else. So they just put him with Kamala because they worked well together and it was an easy match for both guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and both Sexy of them Sexy wasn't brothered uh, more gently. <laughs> or softly, I should say. <laughs> it's like, man, I'd be bummed. Think of all that money. Oh, well, yeah, you're missing all that money. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he did because he didn't get that Mania payday. Meanwhile, they're doing like Somebody Harley Race and Junkyard Dog for like the crown. Like what? Yeah. that's. I mean, that that was a pretty big feud, though. Yeah. Plus, you got fair, the gimmick fair. of the crown. I mean. Yeah. You had that whole Southern Belt, you know, kind of, uh, you know, audience then to tune in because, you know, that was the stuff they would watch, you know, during the the 70s and 80s. That's a good point. That's that's way better than my comparison. One market, uh, 9-21-20, 27-29 p.m., the G1 (laughs) Climax, Ryan, the title of something else, I'm sure, on the Internet, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Tournament of Tournaments. The tournaments of all tournaments and all of professional wrestling started this past Saturday. I believe that was September 19th. Uh, usually, this is in July, as was last year's, uh, where the first night was a G1 Climax 29 was, of course, in Dallas, Texas, uh, which was an amazing event, uh, main evented by Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada in a barn burner, but also having wonderful matchups, including Will Ospreay and Lance Archer. After oh. I got some love, uh, you know, showing some uh, love from Lance Archer as we were uh, giving some back to him. An incredible matchup there. Uh, but, uh, man, not only did they deliver the first two nights, Ryan, uh, they, they have some pretty stellar matchups uh, in their A and B blocks where we kind of talked about it last show, which uh, I'm not sure when that was, two and a half weeks ago, uh, something along those lines, maybe two weeks ago, if that. Um, two. We were uh, kind of discussing, you know, like, wow, the A block, of course, is so stacked when you have Kazuchika Okada, Kota Ibushi, Shingo Takagi, Jay White, Tomohiro Ishii, Minoru Suzuki, Jeff Cobb, Taichi, Will Ospreay, and of course, the ace of the company, the Tokyo Pimp himself, Yujiro Takahashi. We're like, wow, that A block is stellar. Uh, and the B block, we're like, oh, well, I mean, it's good, but it's it's not the A block. And then it's like, oh, yeah, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroki Goto, Evil, Kenta, Sonata, Toriano, Juice Robinson, and Yoshihashi, which, of course, we always give the pish posh uh, to Yoshihashi and, and Toriano and whatnot. Uh, and for me now, Sonata, and for you, probably Evil, uh, you know, ever since his turn. Um, but I would say the B Block, that second show, man, heavily delivered, and, and it definitely started with that opening match there. But uh, we'll get to that. But uh, we'll also 
are going to preview and run down uh, the, the eventual matchups for the remainder of the tournament as we will give our eventual winner. Ryan, my God, where do we start? Yeah, I went, uh, I, I went seven and three out of the 10 matches. I was pretty happy with that. I went four and one on night one and three and two on night two. So nice, got a pretty nice. decent, decent record going on. Um, I match of the tournament for me so far, obviously is Ishii and Suzuki. Most yeah. people are saying uh, Tanahashi Naito is the best match that the, the two have ever had together and is a match of the year right now. I, I, what, I, I think I went four and a quarter on it. Maybe I went a little higher. It doesn't beat Abushi or uh, Abushi Okada uh, night one of the Wrestle Kingdom. It doesn't beat that for me. Wrestle Kingdom 14. No, I, I went four and a quarter on Naito and Tanahashi. Um, I actually, so I went four, I went four stars on the Okada Abushi made event from night one um, and the G1. But I, also, I, I liked uh, Jay White Shingo more than Naito Tanahashi also. Really good matchup there. Because mm-hmm. man, it, it was this. This was like the perfect. Because last year we got the Jay White doing everything in his willpower to cheat to win. Mm-hmm. This was the Bullet Club shenanigans, but it was it was just enough that it didn't piss me off. Like they they <laughs> did it just enough to put it over, but then to keep Shingo still looking good, and then to make yes. Jay White look dominant in the end. It was. Completely different from what I knew exactly what was going to happen, minus the finish of the evil match. Where I'm going to say I'm going to have to wait 20 minutes for this match to end, <laughs> so I can see Dick Tolo coming with a garut wire and start choking yeah. people, because that's how every evil match is going to go in this tournament. So it's almost like not this just, time. Well, just sorry. fast forward to Dick Tolo coming in the ring, and then you can watch the rest of the match. That's <laughs> how I'm going to watch these matches. Wow. <laughs> Like the rest of the match was cool. There was some good stuff in it. I went three and three quarters on it, but yeah. you know, I knew that nobody, like I, unless they changed my thought on this, I know the match won't end until Dick Togo's in the ring. And <laughs> that's what happened is when he got in the ring and started taunting and everyone, and people still don't know who he is probably still or don't care. And it's just, and then at the back of his spoiler club, if Kyle wore sunglasses, he would look like Dick, Dick to go. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking. He's, he, he, he now has his own spoiler club shirt because he's the spoiler. But then on the Is back of it, where it's a spoiler club on the neck collar, there's a Garut wire in between it. I'm like, get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> it's just like, it, it just, it, it, I think it just sours me because it goes back to Dominion. Mm-hmm. When he comes in there and uh in he joined was it at Dominion or was it at the, the 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 New Japan Cup final when Togo showed up? I believe it was the It was Dominion. Fi- yeah, because no? the final is when he joined yeah, Bullet Club. Yeah, Gato and then yep, Dominion. Was so at Dominion one. when they're like, Oh Bushy and this guy's wearing a sleeveless shirt or a, a baseball shirt and his arms are bigger than Bushi's body. Like you guys really <laughs> think people think this is Bushi? Bushi wears a t-shirt and arm sleeves up it's to his body to hide Was his Jim Ross doing commentary. Might have. Bushi. Bushi's gotta hide his small arms because he has no definition in him. Here comes Dick Togo with his chest poking out and his the shirt doesn't even fit right. I'm like and people are just confused because nobody knew, nobody thought that was Bushi. <laughs> and people are like, oh, Bushi, 
Like, no. So it already hey, started. Hey, the announcers were trying to sell it. Let's be real. Yeah. I, I love Liger chanting for Zack Sabre Jr. to put over how much uh, we should hate evil. <laughs> but he's I putting over, how, like, the right-hand love, man of his enemy. I love how Liger was flipping off uh, Naito at the end of, of, of that main event second night. <laughs> He sticks his middle finger down at him. He's like, whoa, Liger's tight. <laughs> I think that's the thing, not to jump around too much, but the reason that this Naito Tanahashi, while it was very good, like it was very good. I love the hey, length. Naito was all up. I mean, he was he was all in for that match. He mm-hmm. was motivated. It was the first time yeah. since, you know, he was like, I'm going to win my titles back, where he looked like he was having fun. His knees looked fresh, let's say. Yeah. It, so my only issue I had was there was a spot that pulled me out of the match when Naito does his normal tranquilo pose. Yes. And Tanahashi comes in the ring and looks at him and then just decides to do a jumping, flipping senton. And Naito couldn't have rolled any slower out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Tanahashi I know what you're lands on about. top of him, but then Tana sells. <laughs> And Naito goes back into the pose. And I'm like, you just gave him a senton. And he's acting like nothing happened. And you're acting like you missed. <laughs> so, like, that took me out of it. And then both Destino spots at the end were just sloppy. Like, that move always yeah. gets sloppy at the end. Because it's a cool move. And I get what you're doing. But that's not a move you can do 35 minutes into a match. Unless you're wrestling Okada or Ibushi. Because people are tired and... You, you instead of just doing it like like Demetrius said when he was watching it with me, he goes, I wish he just did it like Ultimo where he puts you in like reverse chin lock and then just did a back flip over you and you guide him. Instead, he's got a swinger on the arm. You're all sweaty. He has to grab you by the face. If the guy can't get you over, it just looks like shit. And mm. it just, it didn't, it didn't look impactful. And I'm like, ah, he's going to win off of that one too. I was like, Tanahashi should kick out and make him do it again, whether they want to protect the move or not, because it didn't look good. It's so a little too fast. I, I'll I'll admit that, but I, I thought it was just more because the the time crunch. I mean, it was it almost reached the the thirty minute time limit, um, but in a faster pace. Like usually a night a night match, especially it can drag on. Where I, that was where I, I thought this match was great. It was just a well paced match for both guys, and not just because they're they're damn near in their forties, but but for their mentality of wrestling you know if that makes sense it it was just more of them kind of building but like i said naito was was fresher and able to take more spots um and and also deliver and i i thought his glorias that that he made i thought looked more impactful than the destinos i i will do that maybe they should counter flip where Mm -hmm. maybe gloria unfortunately should have been the finisher with destinos your setup position or move and that's the one thing, too. Like, by no means did I not enjoy it. I mean, like I said, I went four and a quarter. Third favorite match in the tournament so far. It was really mm-hmm. good. It's just people need to pump the brakes about this being like, oh, my God, this is the greatest match those two ever did. No. Their best match was Wrestle Kingdom 11. They went, when I think, it was four and three quarters on it. And for the IC title, that was that year we yep. had the stretch where it was like, it was Hiromu and, and uh, Kushida, and I, I think it was. And then after that, it was... Goto and, and Suzuki, I think, and then it was Tanahashi, Naito, and then it was Okada, Omega. Like, that match was mm-hmm. way better than this one. And I also think, too, a lot of people like it because, 
let's be real. It's been about three years yeah. since their last one-on-one encounter. So it's fresher. It's a good, you know, Tanahashi's coming off a hell of a year uh, a couple of years ago and still moving in, you know, with the tag ranks and, and whatnot, uh, getting that spot with Jericho, you know, at Russell kingdom, uh, you know, like Nido did a, a few years before that, but you know, Nido again, winning the, the two belts, uh, what I say, two, two belts, so Naito or any. Um, so, you know, I think it, it's just more people are, are excited to see their, you know, their their leader, their, yeah. you know, El Jefe, you know, back on top looking good. And, you know, I, I thought a better main event than night one of, of Kota Ibushi and Kazuchika Okada. I will say the one thing that was surprising was the quick and the quick finish. It was just like, you know, Power bomb, you know, counter, oh, knee, and then Kamagoya, it's over. I was just like, huh? It was just really, really crazy. But, I mean, overall, a, a good match, albeit, you know, not uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night 1, you know, quality. Still, you know, probably in my one or two match of the year so far of 2020. Uh, but it just felt like it never got started. Yeah. That was my, you know, kind of gripe with this match. Break point, power play goal, one nothing lightning. Sorry. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, I thought you were I'm, agreeing with my point. <laughs> no, I, but, but I think I think even even back your point even more is they had a hard shoes to fill with the fact that you know their Wrestle Kingdom match is probably the the best match that isn't Okada Naito from the next night. So mm-hmm. you know you got a lot of you got some hard shoes to fill to top what you did the first night, and you know they're, they're coming off of a of a. Thing where Abushi's been working tags, Knight and Okada's been doing some goofy stuff with Yujiro and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they got they got to ramp it's taking up. a breather. Yeah, and I think both of those guys, as the tournament goes, are obviously gonna don't dude. It's the G one, but mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a solid four star. I might rewatch it again too because I was still coming out from the high of that Ishii Suzuki match. Oof. I'm so glad Where, you like that match. Tomohiro Ishii, I, I think, is going to need a jaw replacement. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there, was a, there was one forum I sent to Demetrius and Jordan where it sounded like uh, Suzuki forum was so hard, somebody closed a car door. <laughs> it was like every other one, though, man. Oh, I my mean, God. If you want to see a battle of titans, of gods, of samurai, ladies and germs, you will watch G1 uh, Climax 30, Night 1, Tomohiro Ishii uh, taking on Daddy, uh, Murder Grandpa, Minoru Suzuki, the true leader of Suzuki-gun, take that, Taichi. Um, I mean, th- this was just everything. Uh, honestly, when I say match of the year for me, Ryan, this is on my my, my short list. This is it was damn good. This made me cry of happiness. This was everything I was against when I started watching New Japan five years ago. Like what? What is this? It's just two old dudes just headbutting, uh, you know, and they're all stumbling down. Like what's going on? Hilarious. Where I was just like more, more. I was like Ishi, why are you? I was like you're corpsing after like five minutes. What's going on? You know, like literally falls to his death. Stop breathing, a la Ryan in Las Vegas eight years ago. But in, man, it's Schomburg and probably last night. <laughs> <laughs> but this Super Amazon I mean, didn't deliver my new sleep mask today like they were supposed to. It's delayed till tomorrow. 
bastards. Sure. My Halloween costume's the same way. Uh, but I mean, it, it was everything I wanted and expected. You need yours to live. I just need mine to look good. My suit, that is. Uh, hey. But it was everything I wanted and expected. Elbows, punches, suplexes, lariats. Uh, Ishii attacking right away, just like I gotta get the murder grandpa off his feet. But yeah, those elbow shots from Minoru, just the silence, the sweat flying off of these guys with each shot was was wonderful. Uh, and and Suzuki just getting the win with the beautiful, you know, counter on counter, uh, you know, got into the guts pile driver. Um, uh, just a beautiful match. It's art. It's wonderful. Oh. Watch this match. And what's even crazier is the day before. Because I thought it was the G1 on Friday, and I was off, and I was all excited. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the G1 today. I was like, wait, it's tomorrow. So I watched my other favorite G1 match, which I'm not kidding, Ryan. I think is my match of all, my favorite match of all time. Uh, uh, back in uh, 2018, Kenny Omega and Tomohiro Ishii, I believe, oh, in night 16, 14. Um, I went back and rewatched it, and it was just everything I remembered and I remember watching it during all in while we're at the hotel bar, uh, you know, where, where the whole thing, you know, at the convention, all the, the stuff was, and we're all just huddled watching this on a Friday night when they used to air it on access and just everyone just in awe and saying, Holy shit, this is the greatest match, you know, to, to witness here with everyone. And, and that's how I felt watching it on Friday. And then to watch Suzuki and Ishii, that same effect, I honestly was like, wait, is this my favorite match of all time? So it has that effect on, if, if that has that effect on me, I'm sure it will have it on, on any wrestling fan. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. And that, that's the beauty so far about this G1 is, you know, with people loving that match as like the match of the year and people saying that about Naito and Tanahashi is there's been a little bit of something for everybody. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that's... You know, you always have your consensus best matches, but I think that we're already in just two nights getting multiple matches that people are falling in love with. I think it's showing the the widespread of what this tournament's going to be. And look, think- after watching the Champions Carnival, mm-hmm. I mean, this is why New Japan, when it's all said and done, shows are the best company in, in yeah. the world. Is I think people are excited about the level of consist- consistency of quality wrestling. Oh, just... I mean, the, the, every match... So, Everything except for Sonata and Yano, I've had <laughs> I've had it three and a quarter or higher. Whoa. Dude, I I went three and a quarter on Yomura and Yonosuji. Yeah, is that I the Young Lion Cup? On the power play, two nothing both. Yeah, that was their night one match. Yuji Yomura, who I've been praising, came out beefier than he already was. He looks he like looked, Andre, doesn't he? <laughs> he, he looks like uh, that's Andre's shirt. He looks like um, <laughs> he looks like a Tony Anoki at like twenty one. Like oh, this guy is going to draw money, and they gave him a win. He beat him. Like it wasn't yeah. just a ten minute draw like normal. He put his ass in a lion tamer from the from the the boss's crab, and, and that was <laughs> it. Go to Suji. I marked out so hard when Yumura won. I was like, holy shit, the young lion had a finish. And then the next night, I went two and three quarters. Suji comes up pissed off and just starts beating Gabriel Kidd's ass. Because <laughs> they were fighting the next day. Yeah, I'm like, dude, these, I, this, is, this is the best format they've ever done for the G1. There isn't four BS tag matches that nobody cares about. 
Give me a one-on-one Young Lion match and the five tournament matches, mm-hmm. and I would pay the same price for a ticket. Fuck it. I mean, heck yeah. Uh, who cares, man? It's the G1. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but seriously, I w- I'd rather go to a two-hour than a three-hour show that's going to have four meaningless tags that I don't care about. Agreed. I don't, I don't I mean, need to watch a tag match that has uh, Juice Robinson tagging with David Finley to take on Yoshihashi teaming with um, Gabriel Kidd. Like, I don't care that you're hyping Juice and Yoshihashi. It's the G1. They're wrestling. That's all the story you need. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to, to hype it the night before. I don't need that. The only time I cared about those was when Shoto Amano tagged with uh, Moxley. Shooter. <laughs> and like Moxley had him like that was his like his own personal young lion. Yeah, that was. Oh, I hope that comes back soon. I mean, we'll sorry, see I had to do a, a a COVID cough there. Um, sorry, I put it on mute. But <laughs> anywho, my uh, you're tight as well. Do you think um, do you think this will be the norm? You know, if everything goes back to normal by 2023, uh, that maybe Damn. this is how the structure of Rizzo wrestling. I mean, they already have 25 percent of the audience there. It was like watching the Cowboys game yesterday. I'm like, are those real people? Um, and but I mean, with New Japan, instead of having the meaningless tags, do you think a lot of these companies see it better to run, you know, under three hour shows just straight to the it. meat? You're 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 still making gate. You have less production costs because your show is shorter. Theoretically, mm-hmm. it's less dates you're using up on your guys' contracts, so it's going to save you money. Mm-hmm. And people, I think, enjoy it more. Like, and you can kind of rotate tags. talent into different yeah. feuds then. And, and save save the meaningless tags for the road two shows. That's what road two shows. Oh ah, yeah. You know. When I watched Wrestle Kingdom, like my biggest gripe with this last Wrestle Kingdom was that yes, it was two nights, which was amazing, but the only time you saw Suzuki and Ishii were in six man tags. No, I don't want that. I want a one on one. To be fair, when I started watching Wrestle Kingdom like five years ago, they were in meaningless tag matches. True. But I mean, that was a pre show. That was a pre show. Keep it on the pre show. Keep the never six man tag gauntlet on the pre show. Damn. Take that chaos. You know, or just give me a six man tag title match when it means something. Ooh. You know, but like Take I that L I J. Like these oh my God, let's go, baby. Three to nothing. <laughs> Kevin Chattenberg. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Uh take that Kudobin, you bitch. Uh it's just it's just this is these quicker shows are so awesome. And that's what I've heard about the N1. Like, I guess, like, these N1 tournament matches have been just stiff and just brutal, but storytelling has been great. Like, the first night, we got the new, we got the new Congo allegiance of, uh, of Kanoa yeah, and Nakajima going at it. Yeah, I, I haven't Nakajima. watched it yet. He, he looks awesome in the red, but instead mm. of the, the gold and black. But Didn't you get a Congo to, shirt, or are you trying to get one? I got a Nakajima, or uh, I got a Kanoa shirt. Kanoa so shirt. What I, I, what I just got in the mail was a Kaito Kiyomiya shirt. Yeah, what's his gimmick? The Asteroid Prince or something like the, that? The, the Emerald Star? Because it's green. <laughs> Even though Isn't he's that a Bushi's gimmick? <laughs> you know, he's the Golden Star. 
Whoa. That's gimmick what I was going to give him the gimmick, the, the emerald star, and you give him the uh, uh, Masala co- colors, and then you just change them to red and black. It's like, well, you guys are dipshits. <laughs> Take like, that, the you know, last dragon. Yeah, you've got this 22-year-old prodigy that is going to be a big deal. How, and, how old is that guy? And he's 22? already winning Tokyo Japan Wrestling Awards at 22? Yeah. Yep, and then they sell the company and change Challenging Okada? Yeah, like, you, you guys Damn. do not understand business. Man, we we got somebody that's this good. All right, let's change all the colors so it looks just like all Japan and New Japan. <laughs> like, why, why do we want to stand out? <laughs> I can't think of a rhyme. Uh, speaking yeah. of standouts, Yoshihashi, yeah. speaking of the tag match pre-shows, uh, uh, okay, Kaito is 24. He just turned 24, I apologize. I mean, still. But, I mean, still, shit, he's 24 years old. Take that, Dentress. Take that. <laughs> Dude, okay, I got to say this, too, because that match, I went three Four and stars. Four yeah, stars. Four, I'll take it. I'm, I'm not mad about that. I can't believe Juice Robinson is sickly over. Yoshihashi's putting on mat wrestling techniques, a clinic to start it off. And Juice Robinson is over. I, I don't care if he's doing a weird ass yeah, uh, what Juice Elwood Blues Brothers gimmick, but he looked good. I mean, uh, I mean, like, yeah, you can tell. But the sparkles. And he's like, whatever you want me to do for that. You, I mean, you would, would, would you? I oh, yeah. just. Oh. She yeah. just bend over at the hips, and I'd go, "Well, I'll change whatever gimmick you want. <laughs> you want me to change my name to Juice Box Robinson? Sure, I don't care." What, what if she told you to be Daredevil Derek Fury? Would you wear the right, well, it, looks, it looks like the new face is going to be as over as I am. <laughs> I'll make that. I'll have more two-tone colored do-rag than he has. Oh, you would market the ish out of that. Oh, yeah. Dude, I would make gimmicks out of them. <laughs> and, I would, and I would spell it properly, too. I like the way Mercer spells it. Dang. He spells it D-E-R-R-I-K and then he spells Daredevil D-A-R-E-D-V-I-L or D-E-V-L. Like he, he gets rid of the I or the E and I, I don't Did he miss it. the keys on his computer? Or that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the best. You've heard the greatest. They're currently offline because it's an issue of iTunes, something about a hack. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, for your ears only, WrestleCast Radio. EWI sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Tempest. If, if it didn't rise, rise him up, I would do it. That's so funny. No, like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I'm being Keem the African Dream, bro. <laughs> you just tell me what I have to do. I'll be all in. It'll say it. I'll get the. I'll have the all in graphic. It says all lead or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> man, I. Oh just, man. I'm watching it and I'm laughing at how dumb Juice Robinson looks, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be the shit show. I'm assuming it's gonna be, and then they start working, and then Yoshihashi starts showing emotion. And then yeah. Juice is looking like the exact Juice that we got used to before he kind of got momentum slowed. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, man, this is starting to be good. And I'm like, but it's, <laughs> it's the opener, so it's only going to get like eight minutes. But then they no. gave him like 10, 12 minutes, and I was like, this is good. This is yeah. really freaking good. And this is the one thing I was talking to somebody about. 
was the B block on paper has so many matches where I'm just like, uh, I really don't care, but I'm going to go in with my expectations so low and non-tempered that I think it's going to be, they're going to be so much better. I think Sonata's the the new Yoshihashi of, for me, uh, but especially in this B block. Because now I'm looking forward to Yoshihachi matches and and less Sonata matches. Because I will say, for that Sonata-Toriano match, albeit the the, uh, the dueling uh, turnbuckle pad swings were were pretty cool, Uh, I'll give it up to Yano for that finish. That was amazing. Sonata's got nothing on that. So, Sonata, you are now Yoshihashi of the G1. And I'll say this. I went two and a half because it wasn't that great of a match, but I did really laugh at the finish because I love when he does that duct tape thing with the... It was brilliant. Because he did it. He did it to uh, Hiromu, but then Hiromu, like, carried the guy as they ran in, and he yeah. got in. So, like, I, I just, I think it's good. And I like how he went and sat out there with a the chair, and Sonata yeah. went, like, he's like, I'm not going out there. <laughs> and he's starting to panic because it's at 18, so they have to take off and run back to get the ring. <laughs> like, it, it's fine. Like, a, a five-minute Yano comedy match doesn't bother me because yeah. I'm a guy like you who likes DDT a lot. So just, I don't hate it like other people do. It's mm-hmm. just when he's like second from the top, and I know it's going to be like twenty minutes. Then I'm like, all right, this is gonna this is gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> but this was fine, and I'll tell you what: after watching the carnival, Jake Lee's got more charisma than Sonata. Whoa! <laughs> Did Roman Jake, Reigns take Sonata's charisma from 2018? Might have. I mean, Sonata, and then transferred like some a, of that to Jake Lee. And. and and not only did he get even more boring, but what was with that stupid baby mask? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like an idiot. Oh, I just, I just don't, I'm not into it. Like, like that dude, like, I'm sure he slays and he looks great and he's not a bad worker, but I just have, I can't believe how uninterested in the last three years I've gotten on Sonata and Evil. Yeah. Yeah, way, it's weird how he, he was the this guy. Was he was staple. the cool one. Mm-hmm. This was like a staple back with us this, as a joke. He was the Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, that used to be like, ha, funny, did evil Steve, and I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Oh, here comes Sonata. Ah. Like, but they grew stale as a tag team. But then they yeah. didn't. But then oh it's just God, like their so tag true. division is stale, so it's weird. It's like they're a victim of their circumstance where – I don't think a lot of their talent are, uh, you know, held down like it sounds like in Connecticut there, but it just seems like they just stopped caring, at least evil. They were just like, here, you're going to do this. You're going to become, you know, the quote unquote unquote, bullet club leader. We're going to get you to this spot. And then we're going to have you, you know, take a loss, uh, two losses back to back, uh, not only to lose your championships, but also to lose in the opening round. Uh, And, and to, to to put over my case even more about how it was the biggest bonehead decision to just and then oh yeah Sonata's gonna whim. lose to Yano. Oh yeah, I put out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Sonata. I mean yeah, but Yano always gets those weird wins, you know. Um, but when I, when I when Evil won and and I argued that this was like and, and just this was a tons of people. I don't remember how, if we I think we might have been on the same page. I don't remember, but doesn't matter. But Evil, a complete, we panicked and don't know what to do. We don't have Jay White. We need to do something. So let's just put him in there and have him win. And everyone's like, oh, that was planned. 
No, that was not planned. He loses his first match. Yeah, or he, planned, he, no. he, a junior beat him, but he had to have outside inner finish to beat a junior, which in New Japan is stupid. He should have beat the hell out of and squashed Hiromu. That would have been so much better mm-hmm. to protect Evil. But then everyone goes, "Oh well, don't worry. He's gonna he's just gonna win the G one and get it back, and then you know he'll he'll get that fire back against Naito. This isn't the end of him. He loses in the first match." Like, I think, think Sasha Banks. This, this evil thing's over. I mean, it's not like you can just delegate him back either. I don't know if it's for sure over, but I mean, you, you got to get rid of Dick to go. Um, I think that's that's kind of Dick's got to go to go. Sorry, <laughs> I just messed that up. Yeah, like, uh, no, but, but I think that with the the the, the freaking uh, uh, what? Oh God, what was his name? Bob Lorena Bob thing. Yeah. Like, you put him with the, he was in the room when Valvita's got his dick cut off in the Attitude Era. Like, like choppy, come choppy. on, come on. And you know what? Too not to, not to, not to jump out, jump in here so like on you like that. Well, because you had something you were gonna say, and I'll stop after this. But I think when they saw Jay White come out, they were like, "Wow, he's not even close to this level." No, no, not Let's not with just, that formation. Let's pump the bridge. Jay White came out and looked like a star. Mm-hmm. He has the charisma, the body, the look, the wrestling ability. He understands the psychology. He can sell when he needs to. He knows how to give and take in a ring. It's just, he, I mean, it's just light years. Like, evil will never be Jay White. And I think they went, hmm. Yep. I'm glad we took the title off of him because that's not well, going to work. It's because someone listened to a Cure album and said, hey, we'll make Evil look like Robert Smith. And <laughs> that's just not how it goes. Uh, Jay White's the, the OG Robert Smith of that BC quiz. But I, I will say, um, I agree with that. I mean, Jay White sauntering out, it was like a breath of fresh air. Where I'm like, oh, hashtag heel. Let's do this. Uh, of course, everyone, you know, uh, clamoring for, you know, the A and the B block winner to have your evil VJ White to be in the finals. But I don't know if that's the route that they're going to go. I don't know if they're going to Vince McMahon bury evil, uh, but I think they could do something to turn him around. Now to go back to Sonata, as we know, through his uh, various social media platforms, he seems like an interesting fellow and he seems kind of, you know, funny a la Toriano. Do you think a nice character rebuild? And of course, you know, his stance with New Japan, you know, the rumors are, you know, he doesn't have a contract, you know, he's kind of, you know, hasn't signed with them, you know, a la Kota Ibushi a few years ago. Uh, so they haven't, or Will Ospreay, so they haven't pulled the trigger yet on him. But do you think a character refresh where maybe he, you know, after the G1, he starts that sillier Yano-like side and maybe they kind of build them? I know with the, the, the faction infrastructure, that wouldn't work. But do you think he could become, you know, not as silly, but a little silly Sonata where, you know, you can get a little bit of that character out. And do you think that could win uh, the crowd over? No, I think they're not going to do anything with him until he signs a contract. And the time is just running out more and so more. So he's going to the ice ribbon. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Pulls his I mean... Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Well, they wouldn't give me my push. I'll show them an ice ribbon. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Bum, like, bum, bum, bum. There, there's a show in like, uh, in like, in like uh, Shinjuku face, and all of a sudden, like, uh, what did you just uh, say? 
if they're they're in Shinjuku face, and um, <laughs> and uh, you know Suzu Suzuki's out there. She just defended the IceX title, Whoa. and then Emmy Sakura, the founder, comes out and goes, Love "Suzu, it. you've beaten all the women from Tei Honma to Mochi Miyagi, all the way to Kyuri. <laughs> Tonight you're gonna face Sonata." <laughs> Sonata, you got to do something like that. And then, like they just they just saw Sonata, and he's carrying uh, Risa Thera, the 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 fastest ice champion, like their high speed champion, like by her shirt collar, and she was supposed to be the contender. Like, oh my god, it's Sonata! Every soccer round just pulled a fast one, and somehow Excalibur's there doing it. So that's how he always does it. Every soccer. <laughs> that would be dope. <laughs> He's doing the he's doing the choke, and then uh, Minami Toyota comes up from the back, like, "Oh my God, the supervisor of the company!" And she's like, "Stop, stop!" She hands him a contract, and then he signs it. <laughs> this is yeah. for you, Mage. <laughs> like, all right, all right. If you just if you let her go, you can sign. Oh my God! And then all of a sudden, there's a graphic that pops up. Sonata is ice ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Holding up that plate of steak that we shout out to anyone who watches Ice Ribbon and pops when I said Suzu Suzuki. Like, yeah. (laughs) I think (laughs) Tehan must like (laughs) Tehan I think is working the stardom show coming up here. Uh, what did you think of uh, heel Will Osprey? Uh, Speaking of hashtag heel, his uh, his his time on the mic after his win against the Tokyo Pimp himself the true MVP of New Japan, Yujiro Takahashi, uh, you know, where he was like, I'm back and home and I'm the best. And yes, I gained muscle, but I could still do this. Uh, did it seem kind of weird, especially with everything that came out about the blackballing uh, incident? Do you think they should have just, you know, sand man disaster uh, and not give him a mic? Or does no, I probably I, not care. I, I thought it was fantastic. Well, did, did we talk about this before? Was I talk, did I talk about the Osprey thing with with somebody else? With the whole black ball? We talked a little bit about it. So um, I had heard from somebody who personally spoke to the promoter of that company. Um, uh, what was the chick's name who uh, – Chardonnay, was it? Was that the girl? Um, Chardonnay, maybe. Osprey. Let me, let me, let me look. Oh, I think it was – Pollyanna was her name. Um, so it was back in IWL. And he went in there, and not only him, but apparently more than just him, all said she shouldn't be working here. We don't think she's that good. Or, we like, there's issues with her. So it was hmm. apparently more than Osprey. So they canceled her booking. And then Osprey went back and said, you know what? It's not my place to control how you book. Forget that, that me or anyone said anything and you run your show. So then the promoter went back to Pollyanna and said, actually, you can come back on the show. Um, you know, I apologize for doing it. And obviously she said, no, screw you. You cancel my booking. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think there's any issues. Cause if it, it, and I don't see why the guy who runs that company has any reason to lie about that. Or the person who I heard that from has any reason to lie. Cause that's where I get a lot of my info from. Yeah, but the and, NWL, you know, then talks about all that, and they, they kind of say her story's true. Yep, and that was back in June when they confirmed yeah. that, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, so this is this is in August. Okay. Or late July, where... So everybody's, they, like, backtracking. 
Yeah, and they're going, okay, well, he said she, you know, it's not his responsibility for that. And we, we re-offered her a booking, but she said, no, I don't want to take it, and I'm, I'm coming back on there. So Oof, take it that's to not work. a good look for anybody. My God, no, people but, wonder why. I, but, I mean, I'll say, this, I'll say this, too. If I was booking Will Ospreay and he goes, look, this chick is bad news, you don't book her. I'm going to listen to Will Ospreay over her. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not going to get Will a second Ospreay, reference? No, Will Ospreay's selling my tickets, not Pollyanna. Damn. Look, he, Take that, Haley Mills. So, like, not, not trying to even be a jerk with it, but he didn't he, – he's no – you know, he's not uh, Jack Gallagher or Travis Banks or any of those guys who immediately were fired. Well, correct, yeah. You know, he just said, don't book this woman. I have heat with her. What's wrong with that? Nothing. So why are people being all uptight? It's because it came out in the same time where everyone just took it to a different level that it didn't need to be at. You know how many people in like WWE say, I don't like this person. Don't book them. And they don't book them. <laughs> <Zero? laughs> like, like, I mean, just like, think of like, you know, that's just, that's just what bothers me. Like some of that stuff's just dumb. It's like, it's a business. And if you, if you have a star who doesn't want to work with somebody, you, you do what your star needs because that's your star. He didn't do anything aggressive towards the woman. He didn't seduce her. He didn't, you know, do anything bad like that. He said, she doesn't need to be booked. Okay, cool. It, okay, is that a jerk thing to do? Yeah, that's probably a jerk thing to say. You know, it's probably a douche move, but... Okay, <laughs> sorry. Shut up, <laughs> you know Jeff I mean? That's why I don't... That's why Rev Pro's booking him. That's why New Japan's booking him. They're yeah. going, look, he didn't do anything wrong. We're going to book him on our shows because he's, he's top five in the world, you know? Man, he was pretty swole, though. Yeah, it, it just seemed very weird, and uh, I don't know. The the promo just didn't didn't hit it for me. Yeah, but I, he's got I, that I, base. Because I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to put some doubt into what's going to happen. Because him and Okada is the last night of the G one for the A block, mm. where you could have Osprey, who's never beaten him, and that's the story they're telling. Is Okada beats him to win the block. Mm-hmm. Or Osprey does something dastardly and and plays spoiler and gets Jay White sent to the finals. And ah. he blocks Okada. So I think they're just planting seeds and, and trying to give Osprey that weird personality where you don't and that's know how what, to take it. And that's what I was kinda of getting at too, where it just seemed like, okay, what are they what's their long term with this? Because again, just to give him the mic. Granted, you know, he was gone for, for quite a long time. He's he's obviously has a backing. Um, so yeah, it just, again, everything just seemed like, okay, what are they going to do? But it's a good point, you know, as you were stating where he could play spoiler and can kind of get something where, Hey, if you want to get Okada's fires, you know, reignited, you put them, you know, against one of the best, then why not put, put them with Osprey there? So that, mm-hmm. that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to for sure. Uh, sorry, my work is texting me here. Whoa, so then, uh, so let's just run down, uh, I mean, also yeah, in uh, night one action in the A block, uh, Jeff Cobb uh, loses to Taichi, which again, Taichi is showing lots of fire, looking at, I would say, well done, you know, 
uh, lip sync side to his entrance, but I thought this was a, a damn good uh, match. Jeff Cobb doing the the uh, the triple gut wrench suplexes, I thought was an amazing amazing spot. Uh, and then Taichi countering that tour of the islands with that roll up was a nice uh, a nice spot there. But that super kick to the Black Mephisto for Taichi, uh, some hard hitting there, playing well from the crowd too. You know, trying to get that heel heat there uh, uh, and flex. He can flex his pecs all he wants because, again, he picks up that victory. Uh, <laughs> Suzuki you... Goon, all the gold, uh, of course, minus the top two championships. But uh, I thought Taichi looked good. Jeff Cobb looked right at home, even though it seemed like that travel aged him five years with that beard. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think or was the team. only match I got wrong night one? Uh, was it? I am going to go... <sighs> Osprey, Yujiro Takahashi. My match that I... Really? No. God Taichi. No. (laughs) He's not Archer. Unless (laughs) Yujiro Takahashi is all elite. (laughs) Shout out to them. Like, Yujiro is kind of the the Yano for the A block. He's the layup where you just kind of... You know you're getting a night off. Like, I think they should have gave that to Osprey later in the tournament. I was him to kind of get, you know, all the hits in. But yeah, I forgot, Yujiro does the uh, the angle slam and mighty well, by the way. That was a nice uh, spot to see. Only thing I got wrong was, was uh, the match of the tournament so far. Because I thought they were going to have Ishii win, so then he would get a title shot against Suzuki later. Mm. He just and then can Suzuki walk up to him. I was like, come here, bitch, and gave him that gotcha. I was like, oh, well, there goes my clean sheet. <laughs> How beautiful was that? He holds on to Ishii's tights, swirls him, turns him around into a gotcha. God, I love that sequence. It's so good. So good. So good. And, dude, I went four and a quarter on Jay White Shingo, man. Uh, Good complexion of styles. I I would say this was a a damn good match, as we said, Jay White. uh, Welcome back. Here's Shingo Takaki. Yeah. Oh, man. He was (laughs) like... And and that's the that's the beauty of Jay White, is he has no problem taking anything to get the guys over, and how to do business properly. Yeah. Like he gets it. Like that made in Japan spot, I bid on it. I thought he was gonna win. And then the the or the what is, what is the last of the dragon or the rise of the dragon, whatever he calls it. I was like, dude, he's gonna win this thing. It was they got me. <laughs> Yeah, but then the ref spots happened, and uh, yeah, then of course, like you said, the Bullet Club shenanigans, low blow and whatnot. But how about that backdrop pin, Jake Lee? Yeah. You should uh, take notes. That was uh, that was a nice move in in his arsenal. That spike PDT. And that was what was cool too about the whole thing is like they did the shenanigans, but unlike the, the Dick Togo evil kind of stuff, like they did it to make Shingo look strong. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, because he was overtaking it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And there was a lack of uh, barricade action from Jay White. So, I mean, uh, not as much. So, I was all for that. So, I, man, it was good. And it, and it just felt good. Like, you could tell Jay White was just jacked to be back in there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, the, I mean, the two nights, uh, you know, the, the guys that have uh, – 
two points uh, in both the A and the B block. Of course, uh, Kota Ibushi, Jay White, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and Will Ospreay for the A block. And for the B, Tetsuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, because, of course, he beat Goto. And, uh, again, a good match. I, I thought Goto yeah. looked fresh. Uh, Kenta, you know, wasn't uh, – he, he didn't waste too much time. He's, he's, he's like – God, he, he just it, he just seemed I need, ready. I need to just get back to how I got with him near the end of it. That mm-hmm. it's not Kenta. It's it's like it's Kenta, but it's not Kenta. And at the beginning, when he was trying to do some of the stuff on the outside, it was a little slow and sloppy. I was like, oh god, it's smooth jazz, Kenta. It's Kenta yeah. in his forties. It's you know. I, I took a breath and I went, let's just. And part of it doesn't help that I had got. Now, have I shown you this match between? Kenta and Ricky Marvin from, I think, October of 2009. No, you have not. So I almost think that's a match you should watch on the air. Like, while Ooh. we're doing it, it'll blow your mind. Like, it will blow your mind. Did you say Ricky mind. Hagler taking on Kenta? Ricky Marvin. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, funny. I was watching it with, with uh, Doof and my buddy Luke on the headset. And uh, Kenta used to come out to, what you know about that, T.I.? In, in, really? Uh, what's it? What, uh, instrumental. Yeah. And dude's like, the hell is this Joe Mauer? Kenta looks the same. Who's this old guy reading? Uh... Whoa. Oh, did you pull it up? Who's this Ricky Marvin character? He uh, he was a dude who worked AAA. Why is um, the Matt Green? What's going on? Oh, that was back in the good days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I'm, I'm like this match is so like if you, you got to make sure you have oh. too on some of these attacks. Like it's guys, if you haven't seen this, King's Art put it out on YouTube. This submission, Marvin. Woo. It's like uh, the the video is like five minutes and fifty seconds long. Oh, and, this is uh, all chaps. It's <laughs> dude. They're, there are some hints that just blow my mind. Like this is this is what like an amazing wrestling match is. This is what a fight is. Hmm. This, this is just what a fight is. I, I mean, you got to be pretty close to past the halfway point of the video, right? Oh, I, I started the thirty-six minute and twenty-second full match. Oh, you're you're gonna want to watch that the one that's five minutes and fifty-six seconds. Okay. There's only a five minute and fifty eight, so or that one, I can't watch that one. <laughs> oh, oh, small package into a pin, nice. Um, but yeah, no, Kenta looked good, smooth. You know, again, everyone's trying to get their legs back uh, into the New Japan. Of course, Jay White and Kenta uh, were were dabbling into the uh, New Japan uh, Underground, aka NJPW Strong. New Japan Underground, let's go. So do you think we uh, so right now? Do you think we should uh, kind of go down the uh, dates and pick the winners and choose an eventual uh, winner here, or should we? Uh, how do you think this is going to go? I think let's go to the last night here with the Bushi think, beating Okada. I mean, are they going to push him in the A block? Do you think? Kota no, Bushi? I think it's I think it's a smoke show. I I might be wrong, but I think it's just a smoke show because. Kota Ibushi is facing Taichi the last night. Oh, so Cobb's facing Yujiro. They're going to be out. Yep. Shingo and Suzuki, they'll be out. I think, you know, I think Ishii, Jay White, 
Ishii replace Spoiler or White beats him, and then Okada needs to get the victory. Um, I, I'm I'm pulling either Okada or Jay White out of the A block, and I think Evil wins the B block. I still think hmm. Evil wins because it's Evil versus Sonata the last night, and then it's Kenta yes. versus Naito the last night. So I think I I know <laughs> it's it crazy. The most uh, can, sense mm-hmm. because you don't know if you're going to get a full dome or not in January. It's still up in the air if they're going to be able to do full capacity yet. Things are they're starting to add more and more fans into all these shows because it's getting more controlled over there. But I just I really think they just do. I think they rematch Okada Naito. I really do. Wow, Okada wins it all, huh? Yeah, I think that's my pick. Because every time we, we we look at it, we start getting fancy and picking this and that. Think about so he's the wins. Tanahashi of 2018? Is that what you're saying? Uh, and, and if you truly aren't going to pull the trigger on Naito, you, you just fall back on Okada and you'll do record business again, I'm sure. Or I mean, Naito, for, if Naito's going to be your champion, then yeah, I mean... Besides, possibly, if you build Shingo uh, to 2019 Shingo or build him even more in this, uh, in the G1 here, I mean, why, I mean, do you do faction v. faction, you know, interfaction, you know, uh, matchup at the Dome? I mean, maybe not. Uh, yeah. God, yeah. I mean, Okada, maybe White, I mean, a, a rematch from night one of uh, the Dome. But, I mean, yeah, if you want to get money. I mean, you yeah, can it's Okada Naito 3. That's 3, right? At the Dome? So it really uh, is. That would be 4. This would be that 4. That would be 4. Okay. Yep, because Naito lost at 8 and 12, I think it was, or 8 and 13. No, oh, yes, 12. yeah. Yeah, that would be 3, yep. Um, that we already had. And then, of course, the gold double I dash, think, double gold dash. I think the other thing is if they don't think they're going to have full capacity, they just do Jay White. Because it's mm-hmm. going to draw because Jay White's a big deal. I think you then could get, you could, here, here's, okay. If Okada doesn't win, I think this is your big, I think this is three of your big matches at the Dome. I think and then if White win. loses, did they kick him out of the Bullet Club at Dash? Oh, maybe. And then there you go. There's your run that, because, yeah. I mean, you, just watching it, you could tell the crowd was, was so excited to have him back. Like yeah, I said, oh, when you sure. decide to turn him, he's going to be a star. I mean, he is going to be a star. Yeah, when I saw the the goatee still, I was like, oh, he's still heel. I was <laughs> like, it's coming. So here's your big three, I think, if Okada loses. Is I think you headline with Naito White. I think you do Tanahashi versus Ibushi because you're running out of time to do that. And mm-hmm. they already playing in the seeds. And then I think you do Okada Osprey. And if you're ready to pull the trigger on Osprey to be a guy to go for that IC title, you could have Osprey beat Okada out of nowhere and it wouldn't hurt him. Oh yes. Because they did it with Jay White and it didn't hurt yes, Jay White. Yes, yes. Indeed. Indeed. That's Man, right. What, what, what do you got for the block winners? I mean, what uh, I mean, I, I was kind of feeding in, you know, uh, but that was also why I didn't watch any All Japan because I was trying to fill out uh, kind of these these points here um, with the printouts, which was taking forever. Thanks, lack of ink. Um, but I will say, <laughs> go get ink stuff from Office Depot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I had some extra, but I was just trying to figure out where the, where where it was. But uh, I will say, I mean, 
depending, I, I think they Vince McMahon, uh, evil's push the way, you know, he's losing again, night one, uh, Zack Sabre jr. Uh, I don't disagree with Okada Naito. I just, I mean, I'm not going over there to pay for it. Obviously, you know, we'll watch it on new Japan world. So, I mean, and like you said, we don't know what's happening within, you know, the world, what they'll do, but I just don't know if that's something we w- we want to see unless one of them gets a giant builder or if Naito deems healthy enough, uh, you know, for, you know, a, a matchup of that magnitude to, you know, kind of do the mega powers explode yet again, uh, you know, for the fourth time there. Uh, does that tie him and Tanahashi or did they do three? Uh, Tanahashi and Okada did three. Okay. Okay. They did so then, seven you know, and ten. They did three in four years. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, seven, I mean, ten, you know me, and though. I love me Samishi. Uh, I wouldn't I mind wish. seeing Takagi. Uh, but with your logic, if Okada doesn't win and, and if Osprey does get the W over Okada, then yes, you could have that as, you know, one of your matchups. Uh, you know, maybe no Rev Pro, uh, but uh, maybe we get Osprey and Ishii a la, you know, night two of. Uh, or uh, of the A block, September 23rd of uh, Ishii and Osprey. So maybe we'll see, you know, inner faction, you know, again, Osprey's, you know, Okada on the last night, you know, Osprey taking on Ishii, you know, in, in this spot, you know, as well. So it, it could be interesting. How that you goes. know, there's, since 2011, um, when, when they really started to establish everything and getting it going where they needed to, 2012, Okada era began. Everybody always is kind of going, oh, well, maybe this guy could sneak in and win, or this guy could come in and win, or like last year, oh, Sonata's going to win, and things like that. This mm-hmm. is the past winners. Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Kenny Omega, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada, Tetsuya Naito, Kazuchika Okada, Shinsuke Nakamura. There's nothing, there, it's all safe. It's always a safe bet. So it's like when Chono won uh, the first, like, 11 out of 14? <laughs> Chono four-time winner <laughs> Dude, if you want to see An incredible Chono match Before he, he just like I don't know if he got ended up getting hurt Before he got that NWO money Yeah, watch Chono And Rick Rude in the G1 finals In like 92 or whatever it was So New Japan World had an amazing G1 retrospect You know, they showed the uh, each winner In kind of the final moments And I did see, what was that, number two or three? No, it was number two, right? For Chono? Yeah. No, no, yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it was the G1, one. Two, wasn't it? Well, the, oh, yeah, the second one. Yeah, that was because Ch- Chono won the first two G1s. Before yeah. it, was, it was called the IWGP League before that, or the World League. Oh. But, you yeah, know, they showed the clip of Rude IWGP and Chono. Winner? And I was really confused by what I was watching. And, yeah, he gets to win over Rude. I was like, holy moly. So, dude, I'm telling you, it's it's incredible. And then they had their rematch for the NWA title at, a, like, a WCW show. And it was after mm-hmm. Rude got hurt, and it just sucked. And it, it was such a downer because of how – I mean, I, like, literally, that that's one of those matches where I say go back and watch. Do you, so, the they went World League for four years, MSG League for two, four, five years – and then it was two, four, six years of the IWGP League. Uh, do you know who won the first IWGP League? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bob Sapp. Uh, no, this was in 1983. Oh, uh, <laughs> there was Bob six Sapp of them. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go uh, Noki. 
Yeah, Noki. So Noki won the second, fourth, fifth, and sixth. The Ooh. first winner was Hulk. He didn't Hogan. put himself over. Wow. Okay. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, with Hogan, Anoki, Andre, Anoki, Anoki, Anoki. You know, Anoki I'm had go? won ten of them. I'm going to go just because, especially the feel good and how pissed he was about 2019's G1. I'm going to go my A block winner, Minoru Suzuki. I'm going to go my B block winner, Zack Sabre Jr. I'm saying since Suzuki Goon holds all the gold, uh, let's say, you know, the Never Open, as well as the Dangerous Techers holding the IWGP Tag Team Championships, uh, as well as the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships, why not have one of these guys go for the double gold dash? Uh, and, and maybe this is where we see Minoru finally get that title shot in the dome. I'm going to call it. I'm going to do some sort of booking. I'm going daddy wins the G1 climax 30. Just like I thought he was going to win the New Japan Cup, but I think just like I was completely wrong in the New Japan Cup, I don't think there's any chance you look- he wins. But God, I hope it does. I wish for a million times over. Why not Suzuki try something different? Why not give uh, Suzuki here's that the shot? advantage to taking a risk like that in your in your bracket this year is because we saw him take a risk with Evil. Yeah. Anything could happen. If there's one year, you're, it's this year, like you said. I would love it if Suzuki won that thing. You build that because, monster horror uh, icon. God. You build him to be dominant. You have him take out. You know. You know. Bushi's going to challenge for the briefcase. He takes him out. And then Okada's going to challenge him. He takes him out. And he's like, Naito, you know, you cry, you bitch, you moan, your knees are weak. I'm in my prime and I'm 53 years old. My socks collection is better than your carp baseball collection. So I challenge you <laughs> for the double gold at the Dome. Book well, it, there you go. Dano. He goes seven and two and he loses to Abushi and Okada in the tournament. I mean, it, everything you said makes sense. That gives him the two, ty- the two briefcase matches that normally happen. Yep. And then the last night of the tournament he faces uh I think he faces Shingo, so he could beat Shingo. Yeah. yeah why not? Let it, and that's let it the main event, by the way. That's the main event of the, the final night. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Um G one so the G one is when they started uh like when they called it the G one, grade one. Uh twenty twelve is when they started doing the championship right certificate thing when they started oh. doing that briefcase. Yep. 2012, Okada wins, loses to Tana. 2013, Naito wins, loses to Okada. 2014, uh, Okada wins, loses to Tana. 2015, <laughs> Tana wins, loses. loses to Okada. 2016, <laughs> Omega wins, loses to Okada. 2017, Naito wins, loses to Okada. And then finally, 2018, Tanahashi beats Omega. And then Ibushi loses to Okada. So you one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. And that's because Omega was on his way out. Yep. Otherwise, I would have been 0-9. <laughs> so it's the reverse it. money, uh, money in the bank. So it's their mm-hmm. anti-WWE middle finger, essentially, even though they're yeah, turning into the WWE so, of the West. Like, that's wild. Like, 1-8. So, yeah, yeah, maybe you don't want to win that, in that briefcase. Maybe <laughs> Sonata them. does deserve it. <laughs> I, I just, like, that's just the thing. Like, I, I just don't know... I, I would love to see something, but I, I just I can't see anything other than Okada, Evil, or Jay White winning. Like those are the only three guys that I can see winning. 
I would love it if Suzuki would win. God, I would love it so much. Give it to him. He's hungry. He's pissed off. And he's ready to maim, as we saw. (laughs) Oh, he would. If if Naito did anything dumb, he'd slap him in the face, too. What is he going to do to Taichi? That's what I can't wait to see. I love how it's like the next night. Like, is he just going to slap him down until he cries and kicks him out of the Suzuki goon? I know it's not going to happen, but Jesus, it's going to be nuts. Cobb and Shingo should be a fun Haas fight. Another time. And, and Abushi White, and then one of the first time ever matchups that I told you is happening. Dude, Ishii Kazuchiko and Kata and Yujiro Ta- Oh, yeah. Ishii and Osprey. Oh, my God. <laughs> this could be the match of the year. They've ne- they had to have wrestled before. They have never For wrestled a rep pro title? No. Never once. I know tag never... matches for sure. No, come well, on. Well, no, they haven't even probably had a tag match because they're both. Oh, yeah, chaos. they're chaos, yeah. Yeah, because there was those yeah. those four matches I was saying to you have never happened. I just, I can't get over Osprey. And Osprey's never wrestled Suzuki. Will Osprey versus Tomohiro Ishii never. Oh, nope, that's a video game. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then the next thing it says, Tomohiro Ishii takes a picture of Will Osprey in the shower. Oh, that's a that's a that's a headline should, when I type in Ishii Osprey. That website. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Reddit. Are you on Celebrity Ow. Jihad? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, by the fight. way, now I'm really excited for that match because uh, Ishii and Osprey. Holy shit! Yeah, that's that'll be um, I think 4:30 Wednesday morning. So Bonebreaker or Stormbreaker versus the uh, the Brainbuster. I'm all for that. Pip Pip Cheerio versus the uh, the Lariat. My God! And I think can I, mean, I skip the pit be... match? Uh, probably. That's Okada's night off before he gets going. <laughs> Bro, have you watched, by the way, on New Japan World, if you scroll down to the documentaries, which now they have English subtitles. They have a Hiromu Takahashi one, but they have a Kazuchika Okada one. And it's from uh, his time at the G1 last year. And I watched like the first half of it, essentially. Um, it's amazing just to kind of see the insight of Okada and his explanations on why he became a wrestler how it's important for him to essentially stay kayfabe. Like, that guy is kayfabe in 2020 in Japan. Like, it's That's insane. Awesome. Like, he loves and respects it, but it's really cool just to see the side and, and to hear people talk about him and say, you know, like, you know, this guy, you know, he exudes, you know, cool and this and that, but he's just the guy who likes to laugh and, and have fun. And a pre-match ritual he does is he takes a bath with soda water. He just pours it all over his body. What? And just sits in a bathtub. Curled up in a bathtub. <laughs> oh, God, is weird. That's better it's than crazy, Marty's baby, Jack Daniels. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds like something you and Klecker did in 2004. I made sure he's never going to do that to another kid. It was a wrestling storyline. You people believe everything. Are you marks? <laughs> What, man? Because you're getting investigated for a murder, you dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Bennett somewhere is fuming. <laughs> uh, how awkward is Take it? Take my drugs uh, and don't let Maria see it. 
<laughs> uh, I can't wait for that cartoon. Uh, how awkward and scary is it that um, Bill Belichick is doing subway commercials, by the way? He's got to do something to kill the time. <laughs> so weird. I, speaking of lack of charisma. <laughs> oh, by the way, keep uh, bringing back up that talking shop. Did you see they announced talking shop mania two is in November? Two. Uh, I didn't see the date, but I did see. Uh, did you? Yeah. So, it was a ball for a ball match. Yeah, he's like, screw the eye for an eye. I'm gonna tear out your mf and nutsack. <laughs> I gotta start listening to uh, their podcast again. It's good stuff. Yeah. So uh, Chad, oh. too bad, had his nutsack threatened. How <laughs> would you have popped? Would you have done another? Is is that AJ? If the uh, the plan that was announced a, a few weeks uh, since we've been off. Uh, how AJ and the Good Brothers were supposed to come out the uh, premiere episode of Dynamite. Uh, would oh, you have marked out? That would have been huge. Because no one would have saw it coming. Cause, like, would you have flipped your TV off the... Connected. Would you have flipped it over? <laughs> I don't think I would have fully flipped it over, but... I mean, that, I mean think of this. Your, your first, you would have had your first pay-per-view would have been probably Teddy and the Bucks against uh, uh, Gallows, Anderson, and Styles. Biz quiz. Oh man, God, that would have been good. Um, got about twenty-three minutes here, twenty-four minutes for the live stream here. We don't have to worry about Champions Carnival, which uh, saves one thing. We'll get to that later this week. Hopefully, come back on Thursday. Uh, there's been four nights. There's only one night left of the Champions Carnival, and it happens on the twenty-sixth. So we can run through the whole Ooh, show the nice, of nice. the Carnival. Uh, the end one victory started, and I've heard it has been the tournament to watch so far. Um, that's where I'm going next. And also Stardom's Grand Prix Tournament through day five, I believe. I'm, um, I'm behind two shows, but it's been really good. There's been some really good stuff. So um, depending depend on your time, Alex, uh, if, you, if you free up after catching up on everything else, like I've been trying to do. Uh, I wanna, yeah, I wanna and one for sure. Uh, and I want to know what's happening with uh, DDT, but that probably won't be until next week. But uh, and, and one DDT for sure right will uh, get watched. Uh-huh. To be fair with DDT, we kind of got about a month until Ultimate Party, so we're kind of in that low spot. I think okay. we don't have to worry about DDT. Um, obviously, the shows will be fun, but with these tournaments, watch this Stardom tournament's been really good. Especially, I mean, Julia took her first loss in in the Whoa. company. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been good. Like they are putting some good ass stuff on their television. Um, so I'm I'm invested in this tournament. It's and it's a full you know nine women in each block too. So it's it's a big block. Yeah. for each, but uh, yeah, N one's only six people, so it's another five match show for each of them. So it's it's another quick watch, kind of like uh, the carnival's been carnival. Well, like I said, there's it's a five night show, and night four happened today. It's a really easy watch. The carnival matches have been maybe three hours tops between all four shows. Oh well, I'm game tomorrow. That's for sure. Uh, as um, well as uh, to watch a Dragon Gate, uh, yeah. Dangerous Gate, twenty twenty. Oh heck yeah! As we I said, figured, it's we got it's figured just because we have the twenty minutes twenty about twenty minutes left for the live viewers, and then if we if we decide to to still touch on all out, you know, the, the people that are going to listen to that are probably going to be people that are going to podcast it anyway, and just hear our thoughts on it because it's been so long. So I think previewing the Dragon Gate should be more is is is, is priority if that works. <laughs> oh yes, Kumite. Oh, speaking of Kumite, Bloodsport, Moxley. <laughs> My God, are we going to Indiana? We're going to Indianapolis, right? 
I mean, shit. We so that's that's one thing I, I was going to talk to you. I, I want to talk to you about off air about that weekend because um, I have some pros and cons, but I think I have a way to make it work. But I don't think I can go. But if you want to order it, um, it, it, there's some work tie-in and things here at the house. But um, I'll call you. After I was going to say, then you come out here. That'd be dope. So I'll call you after the show and just kind of go. This is what's all going down, but this is what we could do to make it work, type thing. So, but I'll call you after the show on this. But Dragon Perfect. Gate, Dangerous Gate, which is always one of the funnest things. This is where they do the big flags and the in the steel cage stipulations. Normally, it's whatever whatever faction doesn't get a flag has to kick somebody out of theirs. Last year, it was Ben K who got kicked out of Red, which then went on to beat Pack and become the champion, have a great run. Uh, we also saw Shin Skywalker leave Mochizuki Dojo. This year, there is stipulations on everything. Uh, Every match? Uh, well, not just just on the, the cage. So, okay. order ventures. Yeah. Is uh, Big R Shimizu. Kai comes yep. in number two. Masada Yoshino three. BB Hulk four. Yamato five. And eight to six. Um, one and two will start the match. The third person will enter after five minutes. Number four will enter after four. Three will enter. Um, uh, and then five will enter after three minutes. And then six will enter after their three minutes. Um, when another competitor gets entered, that's when there's another flag. So when it's one on one, there's only one flag. When the third guy comes out, the second flag, so on and so forth, as the fifth flag comes out with the last guy. Okay. So that way, the the later in the tournament or the later in the match you come in, the, the least amount of flags. I mean, you could come in and there could be just the one flag for you. So, whereas if you start at the beginning, you're going to have an opportunity at all six of them. Uh, now, the, the angle I was telling you about, and this was from a few shows ago, and the only reason it's, uh, well, so let's, I'll, we'll go over the stipulations first. So, Kai had his stipulations yep. decided on 8-8 by R.E.D. If he loses the cage match, he must leave Dragon Gate forever. <laughs> the ultimate freelancer. Yeah, so uh, R.E.D. said, if, you don't, if you're the only one that'll fight, you never can come back. But they also <laughs> added the stipulation, if you're the first to escape the cage since he's number two, yep. then he must join R.E.D. Whoa. So essentially, you could go, all right, Big R, let me take the flag and I'll join your faction. I mean, do you think they would uh, appreciate his suplexes? Uh, maybe. I mean, if I'm Kai, look, I'm kind of, you know, I'm toying around here. I'm not, Best I'm faction not in Dragon Gate. With, with Team Dragon Gate, why not take a shot, heal it up a little bit, and go, all right, look, let me grab that flag, Big R. I'll hey, B.B. Hulk did it. Exactly, yeah. I mean, and he got a tag title out of it. Dick Togo did it. <laughs> he, he, he came with a red Garut wire, or whatever it's called. Um <laughs> Ata, which was <laughs> decided funny. by the Dragon Gate generation on the same day, if Ata loses the cage match, he must join the Dragon Gate faction. That can't happen. That won't if, happen. So, if he does not escape the cage first, mm-hmm. he then must defend the Dragon Gate, uh, the Dream Gate title against any member of the Dragon Gate faction. So now, we know that Ata was originally number three. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, so he, he, at the time, he had no chance of, potentially no chance of getting that first flag. Um, the, the only way he, so his hope was Big R holds Kai down so he can come in the ring and run in and grab the flag. He gets eliminated, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't have to de- defend the title, and he's out, right? 
And then, so which also, insane. because if he does not escape the cage first, that happens. So if he's the first to escape the page, he incurs no penalty. So you're going, okay, eight is three. If I'm big R, I need to wear down Kai so Aita can come in the ring and grab one of those two flags, and I'll just lay on Kai. And then maybe I'll try to go get the second flag and both be out. Because then Big R Shimizu, mm-hmm. if he loses the cage match, Toromon shows he must leave R.E.D., he must change his hairstyle to a crew cut, and he must return to his former name, Ryotsu Shimizu. So he doesn't want to do all that. So you lay on top of Kai, you let to get the first flag, he doesn't have to defend the title, and on top of that, now Big R leaves and they're safe. Boom, that's mm-hmm. a smart play. So that's what yeah. you want to do. Masada Yoshino is made by R.E.D. If he loses, he must immediately retire, have his head <laughs> shaved, and then directly after all that, have, a, have that retirement match against Naruki Doi. Wow. So you're, you're immediately getting your head shaved and you're retiring that night and you got to wrestle Doi for, to do speed muscle. So he automatically loses if he doesn't win, right? Yep. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he loses the cage match, so if he doesn't get one of the five flags, then he's got to wrestle his old partner and then he's done and he's got to get his head shaved. Jesus. That's what R.E.D. picked uh, B.B. Hulk then on the 10th Was decided by Dragon Gate If he loses the cage match He must revert to his real name Terumasa uh, Ishihara And start his career over from zero And join Mochizuki Dojo as a trainee <laughs> Whose knees are worse B.B. Hulk or Tetsuya Naito Oh B.B. Hulk God <laughs> And he, he's got to start as a, a trainee. Yeah, he's got to go into wrestling Kenta Kabuna and guys like that. Would he rather have his head shaved and have his retirement retirement yeah, match probably. against Naruto? <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> Man, um, that sucks for BB Hulk. Which then leaves us to Yamato, who was decided by Toromon. If he loses the cage match for the rest of 2020, he has to do the opening talk segment with Mr. Kikuchi. So the guy in the beginning of the ring who talks to the fans yeah. and brings him, brings the kid into the ring and things like that. He has to stand there and do that every show. Does he, he also not like change. that? Um, I mean, he's more of a just kind of let me just be myself kind of guy. Um, because of that, too, he has to change his ring gear to designless white briefs. He must also exchange his entrance gown for a bathrobe. So no more flamboyant, crazy jacket. <laughs> um, and then lastly, he has to straighten his hair. Oh, damn you, Toramon generation. Damn yeah. you. With you know, they're the funny guys to piss him off. So they do a battle royal, and the winner of the battle royal can choose any person to change spots with another guy. Okay. Big R Shimizu wins the battle royal. So if you're Big R... I would immediately go, well, Ata, you and Kai are changing numbers, right? Because Ata's yep. number two, and you can just let Ata go get the go get the flag, and now he doesn't have to defend the title. You keep the title in in, in the the faction. Be the smartest thing you could do, right? So Ata grabs the mic and hands it to Big R, and he's smiling. And to to put over that they they play up that Big R Shimizu is the biggest imbecile in the company. He laughs and he goes, "This is easy." Ata, you're changing your number three spot with Masato Yoshino, who's number six. So you come out last <laughs> because you have the most amount of flags to get. And Ata starts beating the shit out of Big R Shimizu for being an imbecile and wow. not giving up number two to take it. And Shimizu's like, wait, wait, you, you can come in fresh and have a chance for five flags to be there. And he's like, and I can also come out with no flags and lose and have to join Dragon Gate. 
And Big R's like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. And he starts beating his ass even more. And Yoshino's laughing his head off because now he's moving to number three. Three, yep. So now Ata has to come out last. So the only way he doesn't have to defend the title is he has to hope that Big R can play and BB Hall can play defense enough. No flags are gone by the time he comes out. When, (laughs) in theory... Big R could have just picked him to take Kai's spot. The two would have started, and he could have just walked up, grabbed the flag, and left. I'm bookmarking this uh, Dragon Gate Pro Wrestling English Facebook page with everything I just read, uh, or everything you just said I just read, so then I know going in this year, unlike years past, where I'm like, what is going on um, <laughs> that this is going to work? Because this is, again, as I put in the description, a bonkers-ass shit. Yeah, it's but it's crazy. It's fun. It's different. It's it's cool. Like you said, it, you know, it, you have interminglings within, you know, R.E.D. here and, and you know, which way did he go, George? You know, type oh, of aspect, it. you know, with Big Dude, R and Ata. You know, like, ah, but but I think that's where you have it perfect, where I, I think the one that, that comes out of it the most is, you know, I think Big R is going to lose. And, you know, he is going to, you know, have to leave R.E.D. And, and this is going to be your Jay White, not in the biggest sense, you know, when his turn, but I think Big R can be that, that big face to go against Ata. You know, I'm not so dumb anymore, am I? And and I think that's yeah. something that could go into 2021. Wow, that's weird to say. But it's freshly needed uh, for Dragon Gate there. You know, and I, I don't want to uh, hinder these guys back into a tag team, but like, you know, aside from Big E, which I think was one of the better Dragon Gate tag teams, Big R, Shimizu, and Ata, ironically went by Big E. But uh, when, when Big Ben, when it was Big R and Ben K, I'd love to see them tag again. Because they would do a shot put slam, and as he would throw him, Ben K would come in with a spear. And they, just make it happen. <laughs> just murder people. I think Eight is going to lose and have to join Dragon Gate. I think that's I the most think, obvious. I think what's going to happen, and this might be weird and I might be – Weeding way too much into this is okay. he's going to have an opportunity to make sure Yoshino has to retire. And just like when he threw the chair away from BB Hulk and said, I'm going to beat Doi on my own, I don't need your help mm-hmm. type thing, he's going to stop and not do it because he's going to like he's got too much respect for Yoshino in the long run. And RED is going to beat his ass for doing it. And I think he will retire Yoshino, but it'll be in a one-on-one match. Hmm. And that then you've built Ata as the big baby face, which was kind of the whole point yeah. of um, Ben King and Ata when they were in Antioch anyway. So two years in a row, they're going to have your big R.E.D. guy turn face. I, I, think I mean, Ata's already champion, but I mean, it just seems too similar. But, but you can get away with it, I think, because you, you put BB Hulk in the group, you put Hio Watanabe in the group who's just waiting for an opportunity. Yeah. Diamante is not as bad as we thought. Kazuma I mean, you have Kimono the... Uh-huh. It's coming into his own. And I think if you wanted to, you could make a star. You're, they're going to have a star in Kaito Ishida. Kickboy is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I know having the, the Brave Gate works because it's kind of their junior title and that works with him. Like I watch him in those in these these Brave Gate matches, and like when he wrestled Doi for when in in the oh, that was the a, tournament yeah. there, I'm like he looks like a that star. Really good. Doi. 
and he wins. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> anyway, I, you know, like it's, if it's a rotating, you know, uh, a successful rotating, uh, you know, array of, of personalities within this group, you know, that's what makes Bullet Club successful for New Japan. That's mm-hmm. why they still run with that. That's why they, you know, tried the evil experiment, if you will. And I think R.E.D. has that same aspect where, you know, they, they it just, you know, can interchange so easily. Yes, that can work. Do I want to see it? No. Uh, but of course, you know, yes, that's the way. But I, I still think Big R could also be that big face. But Ada, yeah. again, a la Jay White, that's the guy where you go from scum of the earth to, you know, top of the company. To say, oh, you know, I, I, I will right my wrongs. Yeah. And I feel like the Yamato thing is just an easy cap out to not change anything. By Correct, having him yeah, have yeah. to do that goofy stuff. So I don't think that's going to happen. I don't and think then, Shino's retiring in this match. Like, I mean, that would be retire. cool. He's He was going to retire anyways. That's I true. mean, was it this year or next year? But why not do it? By this year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could easily do that. Um, I don't think the BB Hulk thing is needed, so I'm not really worried about that. Yeah. And I just don't see any reason to have Kai do it unless Kai is just not going to wrestle anymore. Like, if Kai's leaving. <laughs> you know, so it's the, it, it almost feels like it's got to be one of the two RED guys. Mm-hmm. And by by putting eight to so far at the end, plays up on it because he can he can have that animosity with with Big R, and he could still try to screw over Dragon Gate guys while wrestling with you know wrestling with Red where he's helping Red even though he's in Dragon Gate, and then slowly turn in, and then when you have Yoshino retire, you have eight to take over that unit and actually like accept the leadership role. Yeah, yeah, that's. So same story, but you prolong it. Man, who, who's going to draw money? That's that's going to be the big thing. And and yeah. Ata has that swagger and personality, and that saunter to draw that money. Uh, yeah. Take that, Diamante. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Is like just like Ben K. You you kind of I think you did enough where you can you can move him on into his own thing now. And I think Ata mm-hmm. they can do that with. Because it worked with, like, look, Ben K is only had a six-month run, but he had, he had good stuff. His, his matches were fun. Mm-hmm. And they moved him into the six-man title, tag title with, the, the you know, the triangle gate. And it's a fun, it's a fun team, man. Um, you know, we can get into that in a second. Uh, semi-main event, Kota Minora and Jason Lee, who I freaking love as the tag champions. I mm-hmm. love that they get those two young guys the rub. They're taking on Susumu Yokosuka and Dragon Kid. Kid. This low-key could be a four-plus star notebook match. <laughs> you know, because Kota Minora from last year at this point was, was just in the openers working with Yuki Yoshioka, part of the, you know, Mochizuki Jojo kids. Now he's with Team Dragon Gate. Jason Lee's finally getting a rub. They're champions. You know, Susumu, which you've seen over the last year, um, getting into this even more, mm-hmm. that, dude, that dude could have a, 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 a notebook match with a pillow. Like, he's incredible. I mean, his, him going over to All Japan and having that junior title run was the best thing for that company's division. And Dragon Kid, man, he can still go in a tag situation. He doesn't have to do a lot because Yokosuka can do a lot of it. And if Yokosuka, I mean, as much as he looks like Yoshihashi, if he brings, you know, even half of what Hachi brought with night night two of the, the G1 B-Block or night one of B-Block, uh, then anything can happen. But, yeah, uh, Minoru and Lee, for sure, yeah, this could be a banger. And that, that preview picture is dope. 
those guys are going to want to put as much effort into this. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'll reiterate it again. I mean, when we watched Yokosuka win that junior all Japan junior title tournament, like the matches, like his match with Koto, Hokuto Amori was awesome. Mm-hmm. His match with Koji Wamoto was awesome. His match with Akira Francesco was awesome. Like he rejuvenated life in that division. And then everyone thought Hikaru Sada was going to beat him. And then he beats him again. Like the sumo is <laughs> great. I mean, God, I just want to. Can you get me a uh, best of five with uh, Akira and um, Iwamoto? Oh my God, let's go! Hey, man, Koji Iwamoto, by the way, he has gotten beefy. Like he, he looks like he is like the most yoked junior ever right now. Take that, like, Chad watching, Gable. Take notes. I'm watching this dude in the carnival. I'm like, God, he bulked up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, open the triangle gate. Ben K. Strong Machine Dragon. Dragon the Daya. Defend against uh, Takashi Oshida, Kazuma Sakamoto, and Diamante. The scummy ass version. The scummy red guys always seem to deliver in these situations. Oh, yeah. Ben K. will be great. Strong Machine J is getting really good. And Dragon Daya might be the breakout wrestler of the year. This is another one. Yeah, that is going to be good. The Young Guns. I mean, this is going to be a good, good match. Isn't he like 22 or something? Oh, my God. That's right. He's so, oh my, this is going to be really good, man. And and Dragon Daya, the story that he's they've been putting on with him beating all of these R.E.D. guys, like when he ran through them all yes, in the, yes. the, the tournament, the King of Gate, like it's this should be fire. This should be really good. Um, And then, oh, just for shits and giggles, we're going to give you Naruki Toy versus KZ. <laughs> like it's kind of like last year at um at Kobe World where they were just like, hey, by the way, uh, we're gonna do KZ and Shin Skywalk. There's a four and three quarter match for you guys on a right. scaffold. I will never forget when Shin Skywalker ran and did that where he jumped away on the middle rope, sprung to the top, and then dove off, and KZ just punched him in the face on his way in. <laughs> and KZ uh, they did make it a lot of with him, and Doi is. You're gonna get a great dude. This guy, well, shit. Um, their match Former in champ. February is in my in my match of the year right now. Yeah. Why do you think they're redoing this match? Oh, because God. you're straight out of KZ didn't come uh, shit. And and here's here's what what could be uh what, what could be great too is Doy who you know obviously his run got cut a little bit short probably because of. COVID and he didn't get to do all of his defenses. He's he's gonna go in there and I I wouldn't be shocked if he puts KZ over. Go on, let's Ooh. just let's just put him over. I have my rub. You guys didn't have to give me. I don't because that he's been always you know he's another one of those team guys like Yoshino. He's like I just do just I'll run tags. I don't care. Is and, he uh, in the office? The rookie doing? The I don't know. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I got to dig for that. I just dude. I mean these four matches and you know. When it's a big time Dragon Gate show, you know they deliver. My God, Kobe World, Dangerous Gate, Final Gate. Their shows are always like this show, and it's like I'm guessing there's a lot of downtime and stuff, but it's a four hour show. Like they're giving these, these I can't wait. Like oh I, time, I um, I mean Ashita and Santa Maria to open it up. I mean I've my God, oh Chick my Boy God, versus, yeah. you know yeah, the Spin Rooney. I'm I'm all for that. Kaido Ashita Yosuke. Oh, it's gonna be great. I, dude, and Yosuke's gimmick, how good she, she works, incredible. But mm-hmm. the gimmick is not overdone with the whole like knockout with the kiss. Kickboy is going to be such a prick. 
What if he just takes the kiss and be like, all right, let's go. Yeah, then he kicks her in the face. Like, that's fine. <laughs> and then they just, they're, they like, they're still going to give us the difference, too, with, with their multi man matches from New Japan is when I see Sushi Kana, Kamakura, Gamma, I do hate Ho-Ho Lun. But Kaisuke Okuda, uh, Punch Tomonaga, UT's back, thank God, Prom yeah. Dragon, Mandai Ryu, whatever you want to call them. This will be six minutes and they'll go 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and then you know Don Fuji, uh, bro. You know, I was about to say, I wish over under uh, two <laughs> body slams uh, from Fuji to Ultimo Dragon. <laughs> I know it's there, but how dope would that be? Not not strong machine F or anything. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But I mean, Fuji Genki and Saito against Mochizuki Shuji Kondo. Thank God who's over there and Ultimo Dragon. You, you can go 10, 15. They don't have to do a lot, but it'll be entertaining. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's seven matches on this card and I'm, I ha, I have an interest in all of them. I was all like, Hmm, it's already available to watch. <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, there, there's a prediction I'm looking at on this, this page. It says prediction DQ Kaisuke Okuda is going to murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It's just, I mean, this show's going to be fun, man. I am. I I decided last night, I'm like, I want to start watching a TV show again and uh, just take a break from all these tournaments because I'm watching the stardom. I'm watching uh, a little Noah. You know, I'm watching all, uh, all Japan. I'm watching Shit's Japan. Great. I'm watching WWE. Well, I'm fast forwarding WWE. I'm trying yeah. to keep up with all Japan or I mean, AEW. I'm, I'm checking out, uh, you know, I'm watching the game changer stuff. I'm, I'm starting the Rev Pro shows that have been just incredible. Uh, Rev Pro man, go on. Th- there's these two epic encounter Rev Pro shows that they just did. Oh my god, are incredible. Uh, they're Rev fantastic. Pro. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so good. Um, Aussie so Open we, available still. <laughs> Kyle Fletcher's in the main event of the first night. What Osprey in the match? Um, yeah, it's Ricky Knight Jr. and Fletcher against Osprey and Michael Oku. Really good. But there's like I've I've been watching so much lately because I've just had some time on my hands sitting down here, and I'll mm-hmm. just, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a TV show and I'm I've watched four of the nine seasons of American Horror Story so I'm like I'm gonna start the the Coven one because that's the the third one and I didn't watch that one and I watched like six episodes of it last night. Nice. And I was just nice. binging it, and I'm like part of me wants to just spend like five hours and finish it tonight, but then I'm like ah, I gotta I got I'm gonna watch Dangerous Gate. Dude, you're <laughs> turning into me. Because that, that's my conundrum is, uh, like, I'm all movies, TV, and, you know, and wrestling. But, man, like, I'm all, like, I, I can do that. Like, i rather, like, binge. Like, we binged uh, the last season of Shit's Creek before the mm-hmm. Emmys. I was like, I, I got to. Like, I can't wait till October for Netflix. I'm going to, you know, bite the bullet and buy it. And uh, it was so worth it. And then to literally finish the last episode, wipe the tears out of my eyes to then turn on the Emmys, to the first award, like a few minutes before the first award, as they uh, almost set the Emmy stage on fire with their uh, <laughs> fire, uh, their garbage can incident uh, with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Catherine O'Hara wins, and then they sweep, and it's amazing. And I'm just like, my God, the, the effect that show had on me in such a short amount of time, because I started watching it fully around March. And uh, it was just shows like that where I'm like, wow. And they're just seeing all these other shows like Succession, uh, you know, which had a fantastic second season. Uh, Watchmen, which was a wonderful standalone season. I 100% recommend you watch that show. Uh, both those shows on HBO Max. But Watchmen, 
Uh, that is some of the best uh, TV, not only of this decade, and also prominent in the news. But what's crazy is the storylines and and the the narrative that they're portraying with with hate and just the divisiveness of the country was filmed over you know over the last year was written over two three years ago. Obviously, uh, bigotry and discrimination is something that's you know hasn't left unfortunately. But they nail everything that is happening within this country. And when we were watching it live in the spring and everything that was happening you know, all around the Breonna Taylors, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the uh, Floyds and everything, the protests, um, just, it it was crazy to watch, but it was such a great companion piece to it. And and that is one show I a million times recommend that. And I may destroy you, which is also on HBO Max. (laughs) There's an HBO show that I want to watch. It's like that. I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's like a newer one, like Lovecraft or something. Yes, yes, uh, Lovecraft, uh, uh, Lovecraft County. Uh, we watched the first two episodes again, kind of the same instance, uh, produced by Jordan Peele. Uh, essentially, all, essentially, almost all people of color cast and crew, which is amazing to watch. Uh, great stories. The opening 10 minutes of the first episode is, especially if you're an H.P. Lovecraft fan, is a, uh, a nerd wet dream. It is wonderful. And if you're into sci-fi, it is even more heavenly. It is, is, it's great. Uh, good stuff. Um, the reason why we haven't watched the other three is because it can get a little heavy. And with everything else that's happening in the world, I'm like, okay. I can only handle one lesson, you know, every, every couple of days, but uh, it's on our dockets to kind of watch, especially with real housewives of New York city ending. So, Oh shit. (laughs) I was, I was really like, I'm going to finish coming tonight and getting, try to get all the the ones caught up so I can watch that apocalypse one. But uh, I got to watch dangerous gate, man. I'm I'm just, I'm joking for this. Like this could be, I'm going into the show thinking this might be my show of the year up there with Wrestle Kingdoms. It could be good. I mean, it could be damn good. I mean, Warrior Wrestling's putting on some good shows. Damn, they just announced Cage versus Alex Zane. God, that's, that's... going to be good. Um, I don't know about Brian Cage's outfit, but uh, that's going to be a damn good match. Um, American Horror Story. It's so crazy because that first season was so wonderful. And granny, you know, that's my issue with this, you know, with these series. Uh, uh, from Ryan Murphy is you can always slice like three to four episodes and you'll be fine. Yeah. It's all unnecessary juxtaposition. Like, Hey, you remember episode two? You remember that little thing in episode four? We're going to expand three extra minutes on it. And it's just so unnecessary with that. If you trim it like a British show to five, six, seven episodes, I mean, they, they, they can be masterpieces. Uh, Coven, I thought was really good. Uh, the fun house one was eh, but the hotel one I stopped watching. Um, but the Roanick one, it had interesting. Yep. That's what I had an watch. interesting story. But it then again, it just had. Yeah, it's it's very good. I mean, everyone nails their parts. I like what they did, but I could understand the divisiveness. It's like when Evil joined Bullet Club. That's that <laughs> season where everyone was like, "What." But again, like the evil thing, I got it and I respected uh, why they did certain things to put it in the wrestling perspective. I'm a guy who liked Asylum and people hated it. So, like, I, I, but 
I, yeah. like, like, I like a lot of the Ryan Murphy stuff. Like, I like, I, I think Scream Queens is a funny show. Like, I enjoy watching that. Like, yeah, you like I, Glee. You were a Glee yeah. head or whatever they so call I, it. I like, I like his stuff he's done. Um, yeah. And I like the cast, Evan Peters, Sarah Paulson, Emma Roberts. I like, yeah, I like Sarah Paulson's amazing. She's a treasure. Love and her. the thing I really like about this Coven one so far is they've taken, like, Jessica Lange and, and, uh, um, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates and, uh, Oh, what's Angela Bassett? Like older yeah. people, and they've like made them like stars. Mm-hmm. And like watching Kathy Bates' character come out of the coffin, and she's like a, you know, now she's the slave, and she's all confused and doesn't know what to do and doesn't understand what <laughs> phones are ringing and stuff. And they, they play it up well. And so I, the thing I just left up uh, the one the, the episode I finished last night, I think it was the fifth one, was or fourth or fifth or sixth, right around there. But, um. She got the Minotaur head in the box, so she summoned the zombies <laughs> to come out. Yeah. And Kathy Bates opened the door to trick or treat, and then closed the door. And then you see them all come to the house, and that's where it ended. So I'm almost to the halfway point I got last night, and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm a sucker. Like I, the the 1984 season where they were at like a like a camp. The camp, like, yeah. I I, I watched it in like three days. Like I loved it. I don't know why. I you show so I, much. I watched the first four, and then I was just like, "I'll, I'll wait till till Netflix." Like it was just overtaking my DVR. I don't like it. Like I totally can see why people wouldn't enjoy it. I I dug it, but again, it was just repetitiveness, and it's just like, "All right, we're gonna give the backstory of the you know of the quote unquote yeah. bad guy, make you feel bad for him, and then we're gonna make him do something crazy, and then oh, here's the swerve." The guy in the corner was really the evil one all along. Yeah. And it's like, okay, thanks, well, Ryan like, Murphy. Yeah, like, I, I like just the character, like Carrie Fisher's daughter is just so wacky in it, where she's like yeah, the, yeah, she's, the yoga. She's great. Billy Lord, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's her name. Um, I'm, I'm never good with the names on it. But like, but like I even liked um, the, the, cra- like the, the cult one. Like, I thought that one was cool, and it, it it was so over the top with having, like, a mm-hmm. sport every episode, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, and I'm guilty. I mean, that's the soap opera, you know, uh, connection there, where, you know, it has that that hook, you know, after every episode, you're like, oh, where are they going to go with this? And, you know, it's, it's like wrestling, where you, you can complain about the minor parts, but the parts that hit, you're like, oh, that's why I continue to watch it. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, why that's I still, probably, you know, yeah. re- respect it, so... Uh, but man, that OJ, the, the, that series, that was amazing. I mean, Ryan Murphy, yeah, he compiles cast really well. Uh, the scripts are always on. It's just, like I said, it's, it's so formulaic, but again, it's, you know, you can pinpoint that to wrestling as well, but when it, <laughs> when it hits, it hits, you know, as, as mm-hmm. I'm sure the WWE are hoping with this Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, uh, merger. And, and how do you think that's going to, uh, do you, do you think long term this this could finally resurrect and give Roman Reigns that that spot I don't know. that they want? Why, I mean, why do you choose to do this when there's no fans? So That's then he doesn't understand. get booed still or cheered. But, like, but you know <laughs> the what opposite like, reaction of what they're looking for, maybe. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, but here's the thing: is if you get that positive reaction, even if that's not what you want, that's what the NWO got in true money. Yeah. So. Why wait to do this when you don't know if it's going to work? You have nothing to test it on. Like, I just don't get it. Well, his cousin's going to take the test this upcoming Sunday. <laughs> God, whatever. Like, I don't know. I I skimmed through the last two weeks of SmackDown in about 20 minutes today, and I couldn't stop laughing when I 
every time somebody would say fiend, uh, Alexa Bliss would stop and start staring into space, and then she'd give somebody Sister Abigail, and then she'd just not talk and stare into so space. So they're really going the back to 90s? I don't even <laughs> fast forward anymore. I, I just say, oh, I need DVR space. It was pretty cool, though, after the, the tag match when Jay Uso's all celebrating with Roman, and then he's trying to get her to come away, and then he won't come down, and then Uso's uh, the walking up the ramp. He's like, no, look at Tedder, and he's all excited and cheering, and then Roman puts on this, like, death stare like he's going to eat him for lunch, and he looks at Heyman, <laughs> and Heyman just nods his head, and then he, they both stare back at Uso walking away, and I was like, ooh, that's yeah, cool. But, like, I, he's, I think he's going to be a better heel anyway. And I like that Heyman's not doing the talking for him. Like with the whole mm-hmm. angle that Heyman had nothing and Roman's the one who went to Heyman and, and asked him to join him. Like he's yeah. resurrecting Heyman's career. It's not him just being the mouthpiece for Lesnar. So, I mean, I like the way they're doing it. I just, why do you do this stuff when there's no fans? Like, so there's no backlash biggest... live and then for them to feel defeated. Where the internet has been surprisingly more positive. Yeah, so maybe, you, maybe if you save it, you freaking draw with it. Like, I just don't get like. It, Those it, are con I, subscriptions, bro. I I don't hate the whole, you know, you 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 know where they played up where he stayed home and they're playing it against him. Like, screw you. Yeah. Like, I don't hate that. That's different than taking somebody's addiction or Matt. When when Baron Corbin goes, you're a shitty husband, Matt Riddle. Like, why are you bringing that into the limelight? <laughs> Especially when this dude lawyered up and the, and they like got a yeah. restraining order almost and back. Like, that's that's two people that were like, no, this is screw you. Do you think they give him a few uh, few months off for uh, free uh, a, a smoke free car? They're like, hey, we're gonna use this. You, you can test positive for three months. Yeah, how bad for way. using that? Because even Riddle look, gave like a really, like, like everything's so planned. It's hard to believe it's not. But like, I don't like. Did he really not know it was the, what they were going to do that? Because he sure as shit probably like, not. He didn't know that sounds like a Pritchard thing. Yeah, like, hey, let's see what his reaction is, Vince, and let's pull it out of him. And he's like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> Like you guys are like, and even the commentator was like, "Oh, what do you what do you think of what he said?" And he's just like, uh-huh. and "He just walked away." And I was like, "Well, that didn't work." <laughs> like, it's, just, <laughs> it's stupid. Like, and here's another thing: we've complained because we always feel like that. Um, like we love factions. We're faction horse, right? Oh, we're yeah. talking about factions. So they finally put a big faction on Raw, and they do it when there's no people to see if it's going to get over. Hmm. Like, cause you know they put they put MVP with Lashley, they they put Shelton in the group because then Shelton can kind of just work and not have to worry about you know he's playing that that Dean Malenko role I guess you could kind of say, um where he's just there to 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 work and then let MVP do the talking and Lashley's in there who I you know you know I'm a helpless Lashley guy I think he's a workhorse but then a la Chris Benoit taking a taking a chance they they turn mm-hmm. Cedric and put him in the group. Yeah. I was like, Which, cool. Young blood. Like, yeah, you need that. Yeah, so let's go. So you got Cedric in here, so now he's in a feud. Um, you now have uh Shelton back on TV so he can just work and he doesn't have to worry about it. You can let MVP do all the talking because he still can cut a promo, and now mm-hmm. you can elevate Lashley as a guy with a group. 
And then, hey, sweet, we're going to counteract and we're going to actually give Apollo Crews TV time. And now we're going to have something to get Ricochet back on TV. Awesome. You're finally using some of these talents. But now we don't know if it's ever going to draw a a, a gate because you, you finally decided to use these guys when there wasn't people there. Why are like they're making some decently smart moves, and I think it's because AEW broke a million, whether NXT was on or not. Yes, yes, yep. They have to be going. All right, we have to pay attention to this now. So you use some of the talent, you know. Um, I mean, thank God they haven't buried the street profits. I think Montez Ford might be one of the most talented guys they have, and I'm sure they're gonna do the same thing they did with Rusev and and and. Uh, and, and Big E and just screw it up and not use him. But, I mean, that dude's a star. You can see star on him when he's out there. Great and, charisma, and, great move work. I mean, he, he I can barely tell. tell. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. He could sell you anything know? from mysticism uh, used against him, to, uh, from ninjas to garbage, uh, garbages, uh, garbage cans, I should say, and or dumpsters, uh, and also to, uh, you know, flips of but yeah, no, the, the guy's amazing. Him and you Bianca Belair are are just talents that that could be that company. Uh, you know, that could be faces for that company for for many many look, years. Look at look at how long Angelo Dawkins. Uh, Angelo Dawkins was an FCW guy who couldn't get a rub. Jesus, and, really? Yeah, he looks young. For a long time. And look, Montez Ford got him as a Raw Tag Champ. Mm-hmm. I know Dawkins has done. You know, he's obviously improved, but. Montez Ford is the cornerstone of that team. You know, it's just, oh, gotcha. so they're starting to use these guys. Like, like, I'm, I'm interested in watching a, a Garza Andrade feud. I think it could be a really enjoyable thing. You know, but then I watch the show, and then the next week, none of this happens, and it's back to Dominic Mysterio. Like, you have 400 people on your roster, and you're using Dominic Mysterio. Why? Did we talk SummerSlam? Well, because he's Vince. Vince gave him a hug after his match at SummerSlam. But, but Braun Strowman is now delegated to Raw Underground. He's on a Raw Underground. My God! Yeah, he came up and started beating up Ziggler, and then Shane got in there and he got in Shane's face. Bro, how many times uh, or how many years has it been since him and Nicholas won the tag belt? And is Nicholas old enough to wrestle in the Underground? <laughs> Book it, Richard. Book it. Think about this. This guy was the champion going into SummerSlam, and then be, and now he's on Raw Underground. Shaving, shaving his head. It's just hey, Shane. They finally start. <laughs> they finally start doing some things that make sense, and then they just piss it all away. I just don't get this company. <laughs> you remember Oscar was supposed to face. Uh... Before the the infamous turn uh, with Bay and Sasha Banks, remember it was supposed to be Oscar and attack partner to take on those two. Tales from the Dead Zone. Oh God! Yeah. Like, oh, you know. And then they change it to Nia Jax and and uh, the other one, Sheena Bay. Yeah. Wh- how many times is this company gonna put put over the whole? Uh, these two don't like each other. Can they coexist because they're champions? Like, that happens every six months. <laughs> like, every third tag champion is, is somebody who doesn't like each other. And it's all about if they can coexist. The Iconics could coexist, but they mutually decided to part ways. 
I think – do you think I, – uh, I think Billy Kay's going to end up getting uh, getting put on main event? Well, unless Dwayne Johnson says something about it. Last time I saw Billy Kay, she got kicked in the face uh, by Jessamine Duke on Raw Underground. I saw it on a YouTube clip. <laughs> and, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Is Roman Reigns the real big dog? Is he ever going to be able to overtake that that uh, moniker that is held by Shuji Ishikawa? Uh, no. Sorry, Roman. Who do you got? Really the honest. North or Airwolf and Inhale Dorado? Uh, the North. Whoa. Sorry, uh, Minnesota. The North are awesome. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I, I, do you, do you do you have a lot of thought of all out, or do you want to just do like a big EAW talk to go with the carnival and Dragon Gate? Because I'm kind of jonesing to watch this dangerous gate. I can't lie. I will say uh, to to go with all out. I I like the event apparently more than others. Um, I I thought I had some some pretty decent wrestling, uh, all, especially. The women's championship match, uh, kind of my first introduction to Thunder Rosa. My God, yeah. what a wonderful the one! Uh, that uh, wow, this this is a match that the women's division needed. Uh, it's nice to see Thunder Rosa kind of stick around and and beat the crap out of uh, opponents over on Dynamite. Uh, you know, some stiff shots here and there, but uh, uh, you know, overall, you know, I thought it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good event. Uh, Hangman, Kenny Omega, FTR. Really good, of course, the storyline afterwards uh, where Kenny Omega is uh, transforming into the cleaner and the evil elites uh, shall be uh, coming up. Uh, but I will say uh, one match that exceeded my expectations was the Mimosa Mayhem match, Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Great story told. Uh, I thought this was a lot of fun. Not as good, of course, you know, as their, as their first match uh, from Fighter Fest 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo or whatever, which uh, TNT moniker they used uh, for that night. But I thought this was good. The gimmick worked. I like the tubs of the, the mimosa on each corner of the ring there. Uh, and, you know, how they summon and, and said, just because a toe touches the mimosa doesn't mean the match is over. So kudos to AEW on that. Um, and, you know, Moxley, MJF, uh, I thought MJF did a, a, a damn good job. It was a really good story. Uh, heel versus anti-hero. Uh, and, and it worked well. It made Moxley look good. Uh, MJF, of course. Uh, looked good as well, you know, just kind of, you know, even in defeat. But I will say, Ryan, the match that kind of surprised me the most, uh, Jurassic Express and Young Bucks, they continually impressed me. Luchasaurus, uh, for sure, but Jungle Jack Perry. Despite that gimmick, man, I, I hope he makes it, and that guy could be big in the landscape uh, of, of professional wrestling. But overall, not as good as and, or strong, you know, especially as uh, from Revolution there. Uh, yeah, so maybe that. we didn't go to uh, Chicago to go see that, and thankfully they got Revolution before the world went to shit. Uh, but overall, a better show than than I thought, and I'm not even going to bring up uh, that tooth and nail match. But uh, I, <laughs> overall, you know, I thought the title matches uh, exceeded expectations, uh, especially with the tag match with the storyline more so than the wrestling. I'll take it. And uh, uh, Janela and Serpentico, I went one star. The and, hell uh, is that? It's rubbish. <laughs> and 
Uh, I put uh, one and a half for Swollen Britt Baker, but I said it's better than the E's. <laughs> better than Wyatt Cena? Uh, maybe not that. Yeah. <laughs> better than the murders at Money in the Bank? Come on. <laughs> yeah, definitely better than that. Don't forget for our podcast listeners, check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleCast, uh, WrestleCast with a T, uh, as well as BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Media and wherever you podcast, uh, just search Strong Style Media or WrestleCast Radio. Yeah, buddy. Friday night, guys, uh, my second pay-per-view titled Trilogy. Uh Walter Shuji Shikawa in a steel cage, their third match. The loser no longer can get a title shot against, uh, for you know, as long as uh, the other is the champion. This is the, the end of the trilogy. So, excited. Last time it was, it was an awesome, awesome show. We had so many people in there. I think we set our records for things and we did summer games. So, uh, if you haven't checked out a show or you have, tune in this Friday, 10 p.m. Trilogy is going to be a banger, bro. I like how you like it's the second show and it's called Trilogy. <laughs> well, it's trilogy because Walter. I know, no, I get it. But... <laughs> no, I I thought about that at first too, but I couldn't think of a good name for it. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put over their trilogy. Like, I got somebody that's working on a Call video a just for that match. Trilogy, but they've they've already had this podcast. Uh, your podcast or whatever he always says. <laughs> uh, Twitch that TV forward slash WrestleCast Radio for that show. Hey, it's uh, dude. I'm I'm doing uh, Okada Omega. I'm doing Ishi. Or Abushi and Osprey. Uh, it's Gorillas of Destiny against Miyahara and Ashino. Uh, KZ. Oh, what? Yeah, KZ defending the junior title uh, against Fubinori Abe. We have a three-way because of the, the, the tie at five and two. Julia, Yuka Sakazaki, and Shayna Baszler in a, in a three-way uh, first or elimination-style match. Uh, Go Shiyazaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima. Axis explodes. Uh, Sami Kodaka engaged for the death match. Undisputed Era official Riley defending against Hao and Neo of Congo defending the, the junior tags. And uh, Aita defends the TV title against Satoshi Kojima. Ooh. We could tell. Good little show. That's, that's pretty damn good. Alex, check Alex, it out this Friday. Appreciate it. We'll figure out about Thursday. I, I closed Thursday night, so might have to be a little bit late. But uh, hey, that's yeah, fine. man. I'm excited. Watch, I'm gonna go watch some uh, Dangerous State and. Dangerous Gate Champions Carnival. We're going to mark out. We'll see you guys hopefully Thursday, 10 p.m., 10.30 Central Standard Time. But, of course, podcast it just hours after the following day. Um, Yeah, uh, Pop Culturist might be coming back uh, sometime this week, too. So that'll be awesome. Uh, Script is all in. We're figuring out some stuff. I got to see Kyle still alive. Um, It's been a few days, but work has been cray-cray. But for me... (laughs) And Ryan, good night, cruel world. We'll see you in the morning. And my God, we got a lot of good wrestling. Good luck to American Horror Story Watch as well. Shit's great. Please go watch. Everyone. Deuce.